Run. Live and direct. Yep. Shocking these mother lovers. What's going on, party people? What's going on? Shout out to all my crew in the building already. We are back again. It's Wednesday night, so you know what time it is. It's some time for some shit you might not never know nothing about with your host, Mice Diggy. Alongside my co-host, Dan DNA. What's going on, bruv? Yeah, good. You good? You had a good week? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. I've finally got some petrol. You managed to get some petrol? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How did you manage that, man? That's some like, <laughs> bruv, you got petrol. <laughs> yo, this is some like Mad Max shit going on right now. You know, and you're like, yo, I've got petrol, but I've got to save some. I need to go to Tesco's on. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got, um, work. I've got, um, I've got canisters of diesel stored up somewhere. Oh, for real? So, yeah. You're not playing around, man. No. I panic bought. As soon as I noticed everyone was panic buying, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Hashtag. Yeah, the hashtag me too. Yeah, the panic buying got crazy, boy. It got crazy, man. Shout out to the crew in the building. Let's big up all the crew in the building. Shout out to Black Einstein with his evening. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, at the bar. <laughs> Dan was saying he's already at the bar as you walk in, but that's hilarious. <laughs> he's like, he's, you know. Sometimes he's a little bit late with the evening all, but this, you know, this yeah, time this he, he like, walked through the door there. and he's there. Like, you oh. can see him crouching over yeah. the bar, just looking at the door anytime he sees some movement. <laughs> Waiting to see he's coming in. So here comes the, here comes Reaganology. What's going on, my brother? I'm looking forward to tomorrow, man. We're going to have a little road trip to Bristol. Um, shout out, he says, a pint of Guinness, please. Oi, oi. Yes, peace to Reaganology in the building. Peter Lewis Kisser, we just came up with your nickname, PLK. <laughs> well, Dan, I've got to give it to Dan. Dan came up with PLK. Oh, wow. I was like, right, that's it. Yeah, that's sick. So, I, I saw some of his artwork. I've been peeping his artwork on the Insta, man. And um, yeah, this guy's got skills, man. So you lot should definitely follow him. His name is... Right, let me get it right. I don't want to mess it up for him, man. Yeah, you're, yeah, not gonna, yeah. you're not going to dox him or anything. Like nah, you got, you got to get it right when, you, when you're hailing out somebody's... You know what I mean? you got to be like, yo, okay, let me get it right. Because if I don't, uh, you know what I mean? I'm a fuck up, basically. And look, players fuck up, man. Gangsters fuck up. Like, we all fuck up every now and again. We just don't want to do it publicly. When you <laughs> when you fuck up, you want to do it, you know what I mean, on your own, on the toilet, where no one else is there. You know you're the only one there when you're taking a <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? That's the only time you really want to fuck up. But you got to be careful what that fuck up is, considering you're taking a shit at the time. But yeah, follow at kisser.est73. Yeah, follow him on Instagram if any of you lot are on there. At kisser, K-I-S-S-E-R, dot E-S-T, 73 and check out his artwork man this guy's sick he's got skills upon skills and it's brilliant to have people like that you know what i mean in the chat room 
Oh, PLK. One, Gleam PLK, said next baby. level up from MLK. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Very sharp. Shout out to Don Smithard. What's Gleam, going on, Gleam's, bro? Gleam's had some sort of riddling or something this evening. Very sharp, and he's been he's, sharp off the mark. Yo, Gleam was on it, man. Shout out to my brother Gleam, yeah. <laughs> that was like, that was like, yo, is anyone on um, Telegram in here? Gleam come just out from nowhere and he's like, I'm on a bigger flex called Teller Ounce. You get me? <laughs> that had me cracking up, man. I'm glad he's using the old measurements. Yeah, boy. Shout out to Gleam in the building. All the crew. Shout out to Mr. Green. What's going on, brother? Yes, man. Good to see people up in here. We got another one, man. Some shit you might not never know nothing about. We got a special guest, Natty. He's going to come through. And we have a chit-chat with him. Natty, I've known him for a long time, man, in the scene. Lyrics Organics, he's been holding it down for a long time, as well as working with children um, all around the world, man. So, uh, you know, you know what we like to do here, man. We get into some stuff. But first of all, as always. Oh, it's Gleam's birthday. Is it your birthday, Gleam? Happy birthday yesterday. to Gleam, man. Uh, yesterday. Happy belated, King. How did he get on with that... Uh, with that um Human traffic. Uh, the audition. Audition, yeah. Yeah, how'd you get on with the audition, bruv? Did our energy, you know what I mean? Our good energy that we were, our positive vibes that we were sending to you to make sure that could happen, that we could have someone that we know that's in there and go, rah, I know that guy, you know. I know that guy. <laughs> you know, you get the, I know that guy, you know. You know how many people said that to me? After the Sainsbury's thing, like that's what they're saying to their kids. I know him, you know, I know that guy. Like, it's like, bro, I ain't spoken to you for like 15 years. Yeah, you know I mean, are you sure we know? <laughs> like, nah, nah. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was funny, man. Yeah, did I get it right? I'm hoping I got kisses. Um, he just put question marks there. Now I feel like I really did mess up. Nah, man, it says it there, man. That's the UD. Yo. So yeah, man. Housekeeping, keeping. Too early. Oh, oh, yeah. Also looking forward to getting into some mice investigates, man. We've skipped this a couple weeks now, and it's time to get into this because it's an interesting one. And what you lot to think about it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Housekeeping, keeping. Oh, I keep, I keep getting so excited about doing. Shout to Nicole Kisser in the building. Oh, Nicole Kisser's in. Yeah. Nk. NLK. Oh, no, NK. All right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Gleam saying the audition ain't heard back yet, but some weirdness happened where it was the human traffic director doing the auditions, but they said it's another film to fund human traffic oh, too. Oh, oh, okay. One of them ones. <laughs> this is just a 20-minute film that we're going to, you know, for the investors. You know, when it's like, like you hear, oh, for the investors, you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. They're about to take it on some checkered flooring. Do all kind of (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) They had to sacrifice something, you know what I mean, in front of it. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. (laughs) Really? It's gotta go to the the investors. Oh man. And you say it in the throat as well, the investors. (laughs) Yeah, boy. Premature housekeeping. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Hey. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Housekeeping? Housekeeping? Bing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would forever kill me, man. Oh, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was creeping. <laughs> so tomorrow night. Yep, it's tomorrow night, my beloveds. If you can get on down there. I know where all you are at, but you know, if you can get down there, get down to Lost Horizon. Oh yeah, I've got to get this thing up as well. I meant to tell you lot. Something special about the venue. Called Lost Horizon. Wait, where is it? Anyway, I'm going to be down there tomorrow night. Mice Diggy, live. Alongside Wishmaster and his band and Billy Wiz. As well as Alley Cat. And guess what? It's free, mother lovers. Lost Horizon, 1 to 3 Elton Street, St. Jude's, Bristol. Bitches and bitchettes. If you want to get your free tickets, I said free tickets, yeah? Go down to Lost, uh, log on to LostHorizonLive.com, yeah? You get your tickets from there. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Obviously, that's how they want to do it. Get your tickets from there. Bam, bam. Get to the door. Bam, you're in. Wham, bam. Pam, pam, pam. It's got to be vibes, man, because like I'm saying, we have not got to do this for a while. I was just chatting to D about how it's almost like the rest was a good thing because it's like you come back, everyone's mm. coming back sharp. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we're spitting now, it's like, yo, I'm ready. Like everything's being said the way I want to say it on every mm. beat. You know what I mean? So I think it's important for people to come out, especially at these times where we're getting to, let's say we're getting to re-pop our cherry. Huh? Yeah, you're opening the hole up again. Yeah, man, in some form Boring of Boring the hole out again. So Lost Horizon is... um. It's basically a brand new event space, yeah, launched by the team behind Glastonbury Shangri-La. Mm. Yeah, and they, what they do is also live stream the event. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, that's pretty, yeah, pretty so people, modern. You lot can get onto Twitch. I think it might be streaming on each of our Twitches as well, possibly. So, yeah, tomorrow night you get a little live performance. Ah. If you're lucky, you cheeky mother lovers. Yeah, shout to Billy Wiz, man. He's a wicked dude, man. You're not lying, Don Smithers. Uh, and shout to DJ Pork Scratchings in the building. It's free, bro. It's free. Come through, man. It's free because that's what we got to do to make sure you mother lovers really see how we get down. We got to let you come through. Yeah, you know I mean, like, think about it, man. It's a long time for everybody. It's a long your, time for everybody first, to even. Get your first hit of Wiz and your first hit of Maestrogen for free. You see it there? Maestrogen. You know what I mean? Boy, you might, not, you might not come back from that the way you want to. But hopefully you do. That's going to be tomorrow night, mother lovers. Come through. Next up is um, October 7th. Rise of the mic at the chip shop. The legendary chip shop, mate. Oh, oh get it down there. You know what I mean? Hey, yo, son, I'll be playing down at this, this spot called the chip shop, yo, in London. It's crazy. Like, they love it. They love the fact that they can say, yo, chip shop. Yo, it's a chip shop with hip hop in it? Yo, chip shop, hip hop. Yo, that's crazy, <laughs> son. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'll be getting my fish and chips and shit. You know what I'm saying? They be doing it like gourmet style. It's like gourmet. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no regular, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit you be seeing in James Bond and shit. Nah, son. This shit like gourmet fish and chips. Word. I ain't never had no chips like they, they be putting all the beer and shit in there. I said, nigga, you got some O.E.? <laughs> <laughs> right off the mic, yeah? At the chip shop, October 7th, I'm going to be performing live with my And What crew. There's going to be an open cipher. So any MCs out there, you know what I mean? If you're in the London 
vicinity or whatever you want to call it. Come down, get your mic on. You know, if my if I still got some energy, I might I might get involved, brother. You never know. You know what I mean? When it's time for ciphers, like I'm saying, we ain't got mm. to do this in a long while. Yeah. So when you get a chance to do it, bam, bam, you better do it. Because these lot, you know what I mean? There's going to be some mother lovers out there. They're still trapped in, <laughs> in this maze. So, you know, just in case they lock this shit out again, lock this shit down, yeah. then we better just do as much as we can. So, yeah, Rise of the Mic at the Chip Shop, October 7th. Catch me live there. And you can get tickets from And What Live. Uh, no, and what London, I'm pretty sure it is, dot com. But we'll get that info over to you as well. Of course, of course. Um, what else is there? We've got the uh, release uh, yes. to announce. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mr. Doris and D Funk. Brand new bit of vinyl out there now called Cruise Control featuring your boy, Mice Diggy. This one is a laid back. Uh, you know, it's basically a story about me getting my first car and how, I, you know, how I dealt with that situation, how I was rolling. So, yeah, look out for that. I think you can stream that as well. And um, you can um, get the vinyl if you want from the boys. Them. Shout out to Mr. Doris and D-Funk. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, I got to correct something I, I said last week. Oh no! Shout did you make to, Did you make up a lie about something? Nah, nah. I, I just mixed up the, uh, you know. And sh last week, man, was a beautiful session, man. We had a wicked chat with uh, Mem DVG, mm. and we got into like all kinds of shit, astro theology and um, gematria, and you know, a bunch of different bits and bobs. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that it was really enjoyable, man. A shout out to the crew that were. You know, open enough to listen to a conversation yeah. like that as well, because yeah, I think yeah. it is, it, you know, like I'm saying, man, that's why I've begun it with talking about the fact that <laughs> spirituality and all that sort of stuff is looked at in a certain way. And mm. what is the reason? And I hope like people kind of get the idea behind the whole, um, you know, as above, so below thing as well. And you lot look into it more yourselves, man, because it's a, it's a really crazy journey as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, the riddle of the Sphinx. So uh, Mem was right about the Jan thing, Janus and Jan being January time. So the Riddle of the Sphinx, where we're talking about like uh, the face of a man, mm -hmm. the body of a um, bull or ox uh, and the paws and whatnot of a lion and then the wings of an eagle. And they're to do with the X that he was talking about. And, and it's basically to do with there are stars up there that correspond with this you know where um these signs are situated and they're the fixed signs as well so they're the fixed signs in you know when he's talking about like earth wind fire you know and um so it goes from jan it starts basically in february like january february so it'd be the that's the middle of um winter and so that starts with john you know, uh, yeah. And then, so John is to do with the man. John the Baptist, you know, so it's like the face of the man. Um, that's the man that's holding the um, uh and pouring the water, and pour, pouring the water and whatnot, the water holder. And then next you got Luke. And Luke is to do with, you know, like we're talking about uh, Venus, which is Lucifer. Mm. So that's the star that represents that side. And then next you go on to Mark, which is like Mark and the lion. So that's, Leo, so you go from um, Taurus, Aquarius, Taurus, 
then Leo, mm-hmm. and then you finish off at Scorpio. And Scorpio is to do with the eagle, and it's to do with the higher self. Like if you you know go back and listen to the last show, mm-hmm. and Mem breaks that down about the higher self in terms of, and so that's why you get the eagle's wing. But yeah, that's the real of the Sphinx. And yeah, man. It, it was just amazing chatting to him about all of that because mm. for me it's like oh right oh okay okay all right so what else and um, oh yeah and shout out to Bad Bones as well he's dropped his um, lead by example mm. LP um, which is out at the moment and I feature on a track on there um, what's it called the Black Hole Cipher with a bunch of different MCs on there so yeah look out for that as well but yeah that's the housekeeping done let's get into this bitch mother lovers. What time is it there? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, it's about when we said. Yeah, man. Let's get our brother. Yeah, the artwork's crazy, isn't it? Shout out to Paul Scratchings for real, man. They killed it on that. And there's a mad little video out there as well um, that they did for the cruise control. So, you can go catch that. They they did a, a, a little edit where they kind of, you know, everything I was saying, they had some form of visual for it, which was interesting as well. Hmm. Yeah, old school sort of, you know. But yeah, it's a laid back driving a brand new old ass car around. It's brand yeah. new to, you know, your first car. Do you remember your first car? Mo- uh, Morris Marina Coupe, yeah. Morris Marina Coupe. It mm. kind of sounds. Burgundy. Burgundy, yeah. yeah Burgundy, yeah, Morris. Kind of sounds coupe. snazzy. Like when you say Coupe, it's like, hmm, okay. At the same door handles as a Range Rover. So was it uh, like being coupe? Was it small? No, it just had two doors instead of four. <laughs> I was going to say like, right, it must have been some big ass handles, some little ass doors, boy. Imagine like Range Rover, you know what I mean, or even Hummer, like door handles on like a smart car. <laughs> on the smart car, yo, smart car, bruv, them shits, that ain't safe, man. Nah. The smart cars, you just feel like, yo, if something, it just feels like you could just topple over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just bad. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter Lewis Kisser, first car, Fiat 126. That is a that is a lovely little car, though. Wow. Yeah, tiny, tiny little things. Yeah, tiny little car. Mine was a Mini Metro. Was it? Yeah, Mini Metro, man. Yeah, they brown were all right, yeah. Brown, what brown or like coppery brown? Was it a silvery one or just actually? No, nah, it was brown. It, brown. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. actually brown. It was probably it was doo-doo color, like straight <laughs> up. Yeah, it was a doo-doo colored um, mini metro. And at one that liter. time, one one point two. Yeah, it was like one point. Yeah, I think it was one point two. Mm. And it was just like, wow, that shit. Because for me, like I I done a whole bunch of lessons, and then my teacher he left. Like he lived in my block of flats, mm. and then he left to go on holiday. But it was like some something going on with his family, so he's away. He ended up away for about six months. But in that time, I was like, "Fuck it, man. Let me, you know, I got provisional anyway." So like, I was just someone with me, you know, all that shit. And I just got one. So it was like I was shook for a while. I think because I was blazing at the same time. <laughs> so was I was like, "Yeah, okay, I better not blaze whilst I'm doing this." Because you know when you and your shit's shaking, like you. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I better not do this." Yeah, and then I started to get better driving around and whatnot. But when he came back, he was like, yo, we got to fix up a bunch of shit now because you got used to, like, what's all this leaning and right, you're in yeah. the fucking mini metro, man. Mm. Do you do colour that, that, and you're trying to lean up. <laughs> <laughs> How much? I think it was like 300 or something like that. I think it was 300. Yeah, man. Yo. Yeah, that's what mine was, 300. Yeah, because yeah. you don't mm. want to go too crazy. You're like brand yeah. new, 
Fresh out, <laughs> yo, fresh yeah. out, bro. <laughs> and then I, and then, and then someone crashed into me after about two months, and I got like a two grand payout. Like, That's not bad. Yeah, from right. 300 yeah when what? from like whiplash or something like that yeah, but when you're say. like 17 you just spunk that stuff two grand's <laughs> gone like in like three months brought a video camera brought a guitar amplifier bro. yeah just gone that's good boy yeah. should have put it down on the house that yeah, first well, crash man i can tell my 10 year old anyway yeah. <laughs> you will get into that boy <laughs> yo that first crash boy yeah what you got the fiat 126 for 190 yeah. Wow. Not bad. Not bad, man. You got we're hating. We're hating, bruv. Yeah, what's going on, Spud oh, Gun? Austin Allegro. Yeah. What that wow. was a, that was a Austin awesome Allegro. Car. Yeah. I think I remember that, man. People used to do them up really they used to go they used to be quite a good car actually, yeah. Was it Italian? Austin Allegro. No, it's like a they were like the sort of car that you would see an old man driving with a flat cap and a glove on and his wife was in the back. They were like old people's cars. Mm. They had a sort of rounded back on them ah, from yeah, yeah. like 70s, 70s into the are. 80s. And yeah, they sort of went, disappeared a bit towards the end of the 80s, but they was, they was getting rare by then. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh no, that's not him. Yeah. So, you know, all right. It was so, early 80s. Oh, 190 quid in the early 80s was a lot still. Yeah. Yeah, man. For a car, yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kisser never got a license but used to drive the tractor at work when she was 15, wow. 16 farm yeah. girl is that safe? I guess it must be yeah. she's still here so yeah. she did alright <laughs> driving yeah. the tractor around that's bit, the a bit best weird way to going learn. to the pub in a tractor though, isn't it? yeah nah 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 You're, that's kind of like showing off a bit people yeah. will be like right you want me to look at you you want me to ask you about that you know what I mean you can't be rolling up to you just go with a spoon to park it up excuse me mate are you staying there oh just, it's just I've got to get me trucking <laughs> look this one here this big red one yeah 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 They're like nah 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 bro come on man like, there'll be people like oh look wow so how do you <laughs> so do you need a license for it the goalkeeper says no you don't <laughs> You know the Batman meme. <laughs> <laughs> License. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. I lived in Southern Ireland. That that makes sense actually, because I've seen Southern I I've seen eleven year old Southern Irish boys driving like Tractors machinery on building sites, yeah. When they when they, the when they do like fur, they do like road works and all that and you get like the the the, the sons trained early in how to like mm. operate all the machines you see them in diggers and all that sort wow of thing. yeah i remember um that reminds me of man like i used to have to wash my mom's car yeah like and that was i just got brave one time and i tried to <laughs> <laughs> well just back it up so you can clean the wheels the car, man. <laughs> yo how i couldn't get you, out though? of i was probably about like 11 <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I was yeah, I grew up quick, man. I was, so, and I remember just thinking like, wow, what are you doing? I couldn't even get out of first gear. I didn't know. <laughs> I just knew that you do that, do. And then I was trying to get, ah, oh, man. And I was shook. I went round the corner, and then it stalled. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna get back. I'm meant to be washing the car. It's time to bucket hey, in the sponge. You managed to actually there. get off the yeah, drive I managed though. To get yeah, back. yeah, Ooh, that was scary, man. Yeah, flashbacks. Them scary moments, man. Yo. Nicole Kisser just said she stacked a Land Rover. Oof. 
Lamentable as well, bro. Don't let you a near your fear, don't let a near the fear at one two six, Peter. <laughs> yeah. She will fuck that shit up, boy. Yeah. Right, should we uh let's hit up our bro. Yeah. Ladies and gents. We're gonna get on the um schizite machine and call up one of our brothers. Lyrics Organics, you know what I mean? Always bring back good memories hearing that name. Shout out to our brother Natty. What's going on, bro? How are you, bro? You're good, man. In the How's building. things? Yep, all good, man. All good. We're here live and direct, man. Yes, live ladies and, and gents, give him some love. Let's see some emojis, some fire, some love. You know what I mean? <laughs> For my brother Natty. What's going on, bro? Good to yeah, see you, man. Yeah, I'm all good, man. I'm all good. You... Hiding out in London town. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't give you a location, you know what I mean? You've got to keep that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what kind of trouble goes around there? Uh, wicked, bro. Good to it's see funny. you, bro, man. Yeah, so I wanted to catch up with you, man, because, boy, it's been a minute. I've known you for a long time. Um, it's been a long time, man. It's yeah, been a long time. For the people, obviously, you don't know, just break down, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I see you left, right and centre, but, yeah, break down to people. Your jugglings, as I like to say. What 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 I do? Yeah. Who I am? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's a long thing to break down, isn't it? Exactly. Well, <laughs> many 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 moons ago, man, we had the uh, Defcon Records, which was incredible, man, with Dweller and a whole leap and leap of people, and mm-hmm. that's kind of I guess where it all started in '98, and then we just um, yeah just started making music, love of hip hop, just started putting records out. Was doing it because we loved it and we were passionate about it. Yeah. And, Things grew and things grew, and then it just sort of went off into all different directions. And I discovered live music and bands, which was something that I was always passionate about. So, you know, you're probably most people were probably assume you of a band rather than with Defcon because it was kind of that. Um, you know, everything's gone super, super crazy now online. But that was kind yeah. of just before this whole online thing was was sort of blowing up and going going mad and that man. And then since then, I've just been working on multiple, multiple different young people's projects, like mm. whether it's here or in other countries, just trying to. Um, that's the thing, man. That's the thing that really motivates me. Mm. Like the hip hop thing I love is with a passion. It's in me. It's something that you do like, you know, nine to five. Like that's it. You, yeah. you know, drop a little rhyme, just have a little freestyle, whatever. Yeah. But um, the thing that keeps this working and keeps this ticking is uh, what project, where to do the project and how is it going to help people and how is it going to help the planet? You know, mm. whereas um, Sometimes I was feeling a little bit stale, mate, in uh, in certain arenas, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, what I like about, you know, it's, it's that thing of like, because you realise after a while, like you're saying, you do the music thing and then you, you start to realise like you have um, other sort of passions, other things that you're into, as well as like you have this sort of skill that you could probably bring to that arena in some form of way. And like you said, you, you like working with children, like teaching as well as like helping kids do things. So I, I think it's one of them things is like, yeah, I can do this as well as this. I don't have to just be, you know, a rapper or just be a musician. It's like, I can actually bring some of the elements that I work with into this realm, whether it be for charities or, do you know what I mean? There's so many different things that we can get involved in. And you don't realize until you start doing it more and more. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, this is, this is not that hard at all, you know? 
Exactly, man. I think the thing with it is, is like the hip hop comes first. Well, in my experience, the hip hop comes first, mm. and then that's the tool to be able to allow you to stand up in front of a classroom of like 16 year olds who are looking at you menacingly, uh, waiting for you to like mess <laughs> something up so that they can all rinse you out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like, um, what was that thing, that roasting thing that they used to do? Where Snoop roasted Trump on it. Like, I can't remember what the f- program was called now, but it's a bit like that when you stand in front of a classroom. Yeah, celebrity like, roast. Celebrity roast. Yeah, it's yeah. easier for me to, no joke, man, it's easier for me to get on stage in front of thousands of people than it is to stand in front of a classroom of teenagers sometimes. Yeah. Because uh, I find I it less menacing in front of thousands of people than I do in front of some, like, <laughs> yeah. some some smaller groups, you know. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's, it is a funny thing, isn't it? Because you you're like, right, this is a. Uh, it's like a. They're not even. We're not even the same. We just totally think about things differently. It's so yeah, anything they're saying, you're like, right, what does that mean? Like, why are they? You know, they start chatting amongst each other like. Kids correct man, me up, there's, man. There's, there's, there's things out there, like language, the yeah. way language changes. I remember working with one young guy about three years ago who's now known as Digger D, but I won't say what his real name is, but he yeah. wasn't Digger D then. But I remember him in the, um, <laughs> in the session, and uh, he brought up the word uckers. And um, there were some ladies in there. And at the time, like, you know, this is a new word for me as well, but I knew it weren't, like, a, a, a good word, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then... Um, the lady in the group like asked what it means so he was happy to explain it to her like straight faced and stuff and like she didn't know where to look it was just like man these like these kids are so like they're, they're so like fresh and switched on me it's uh it's jokes funny man so you've funny, been doing it for stuff. a while right working with children with kids in terms of uh, like what type of projects are you working on where are they all different sort of or is it mainly to do with music or it, do you know what? It, it varies. We just finished an amazing project, which was the UK and Mexico, which was six young people from here and six young people from um, the, a school called Faro, which mm. is basically an art school in Mexico. But it looks after those that might not ever have those types of opportunities for various mm. different reasons. So we teamed up and did it. Them. We create we created a record cover under the title of Life as We Know It. Mm. Um, and then also like an info sheet with all of their art on it and just a bit of an information about who they are and why they did it. Mm. And then the whole purpose of it is the next step is we're going to take it to Barbados and also to Mexico and other countries uh, and then make music, which is then going to be made by the young people and then it'll be released on that album and that album is going to be pressed on the, you know ocean plastic mm. so you collect all the ocean plastic and wow. turn it into a vinyl so we're going to do that and then basically um help to promote the young people and what it is that they're doing because for some of them like they've never worked in english school they've never had that type of opportunity so mm. that's what we were trying to sort of capture but at the same time for me personally, I really feel that young people, like my dad's from Mauritius, my mum was from a, a poor family over here. So, mm. like, you know, we've never come from wealth. They work really hard to get where they where they are. Mm. So I try and make sure that these young people like have those opportunities that I know what my dad's told me about his upbringing. So I know that, you know, those kids there that won't ever get potentially the opportunity to come to England, let alone work with anybody online over here. Mm. Um, just a little bit of magic that they can go away and feel happy about, uh, which is pretty much what every project involves. Most of them are music projects, mm. but some of them um, are art 
photography, mm. um, anything that engages really. And if a young person comes and says, I want to do this and I've never heard of it before, I'll go and research it. And if we can deliver it and we can make it happen for them, then okay, cool. Mm. But sometimes you've got to be a bit careful because sometimes they're asking me for something which is just winding me up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> like, um, you know, when uh, you used to hear the story about artists with the rider. And they'll just go yeah. crazy with the rider. Like, yeah. you'd be like, nah, this has got to be a joke now, man. Like, how do well, you, you ask know, for pink m and You know that no I, you know, I host M&Ms, loads bro. of stages, so I get to see those rider things all the time, and they crack me up, like the little photos of, like, you know, an artist with a beaver or, like, yeah, it's just, just the craziest <laughs> things. I can't even think now what I've seen, but there's been loads of different times where I just crack up laughing. Um, I think the funniest one was uh, at Nostock Festival. They made a paper mache sheep for Goldie looking chain. And then they went out and like gave them their, their sheep, man, which is just jokes. Like it's just some silly, silly, silly stuff. Man. But yeah, <laughs> always nice, makes man. me smile. <laughs> so these kids, man. So what I wanted to ask you was like about, you know, because obviously the years you've been doing this now, have you seen a change in the sort of the attitude in the kids from, you know, when you started Till now, because I, I, this is what I hear a lot from. Obviously, you know we're all older and that, so to us, it's like, yo, man, these youths, man, what's wrong with them? But you know, there's this yeah. thing of like people are like, yo, they don't give a damn now, though. Like now, they're just different, bro. You know, have you seen I tell that? You what? Yeah, you know what? I, I believe in every single young person I work with, mm-hmm. and I really believe it's all down to environment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking just in the environment of your peers. I'm talking about in the environment of like when you get home, mm-hmm. um, yep, what yep, yep. opportunities you have, what love you've got around you, who's telling you, no, don't do that. You mm-hmm. can't behave like that. So, man, I have to say this week I've had some experiences with young people. and I'm a bit like, wow, OK, we've got a bit of an issue here. But mm-hmm. I think what we have to take into consideration massively right now is um, everyone's just been locked down for 18 months. Everyone's been literally told, you can do this. No, now you can't. Oh, no, now you can again. Oh, no, 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 now you can't. Mm. And it's been done so much that it's confused so many people that, you know, even adults are behaving a bit funny at the moment. So young mm-hmm. people are just like, give me my life back. You know, for for us, we can be a bit patient. We can find other things to do. You know, we can write something. We can mm. read a book. We can just chill out. We're at that age now. Um, but for those guys, wow, you know, they just don't have that, um, Grounded. you know, they don't have that concept. In their mind, they've just lost a year, a year and a half. They haven't been able to see their friends. They haven't been able to do that. Um, but I do know of quite a few young people I work with who have really enjoyed lockdown because they're gamers and all they do is stay on their game all day long, connected to their thing, talking to their friends. So for them, it's just like, you know, whatever. Um, I think the problem we've got is they made a massive assault on all the youth centres about 10, 12 years ago. And they closed down <sighs> so many youth centres, so not just youth centres. So glad you said that, man. Yeah, you know, grassroots community programs, they they shut them down. Now, it takes a whole village to bring up children. Like, you know, that that African proverb, if you you don't look after the child and invite them into the village, they're going to come back and burn your village down, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And for me personally, like, you know, damn right as well. If you're going to keep excluding people, you keep excluding people, you keep pushing people away. 
Like um, an example of that is our lorry situation that we're in in this country at the moment. It's got nothing to do with music and nothing to do with me teaching. Mm. But, you know, now you're begging for HGV drivers to come back and you're going to give them a temporary visa after Mm. telling everybody you don't want them here anymore and like you're not welcome. It's like this filters through. So if it filters through to the adults that don't feel welcome, how do you think second and third generation uh, children of immigrants that are in this country of college age that are going to school Mm. and college and they're seeing the type of stuff that their parents grew up in the 70s and 80s and they've heard about it, they've never felt it or witnessed it. Now they've just gone through Brexit, but then to add a little bit of like, you know, extra in there, we've also had the pandemic all together as one. And now look what's happening. Just a little it's just like, what am I meant to tell these kids? You yeah. know, what should I tell these young people? You know, adults are meant to set an example. And at the moment, I think we're failing. What, what was the reason for the, when they closed down all of these, um, you know, uh, youth centres, uh, like that 13, 14 years? Because I remember, and I was just like, yo, what is, and uh, yeah, what, what was the reason? Was it uh, funding, I guess? Yeah, it was a money-making exercise to slash to to slash funding. But as we all know, like, you know, now they're going to have to spend like billions in order to get people re-engaged. The other thing that they did, which I actually think was wrong, is um, they wanted to bring it's not wrong, but they wanted to bring uh, schools and youth clubs together. So a young person would go to school at nine in the morning and they'd still be there at six, seven, eight o'clock at night because of the afternoon activities. Serious. Yeah, 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 but only crazy. certain children would engage in that. You've got to think about that. that There's certain young crazy. people who will not engage in that. They're going to come straight home after school. They're not going to engage in that because they don't want to be in school. I did yeah. not want to be in school. Yeah. When it got to three o'clock, I wanted to be out of school. Get me away from this building. So, you know, to now say, oh, you're going to go there from nine to eight tomorrow, darling. That is crazy, man. And so, what, you know, what are they going to be doing with them? Obviously not people like yourself, but in, when it's like they're in the school and they're going to be there until that sort of time, what, how much are they flooding them with whatever ideologies they want them to uh, get to you know, know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? That's it. Because, like, because you're being taught by a certain structure, by a certain curriculum, and mm. that certain curriculum, as we now know, has to fit because they are going to go and change certain things. Um I've just actually been asked to get involved in a, a very interesting um, uh, some series of workshops to work with young people to ask them what they would like to see in the curriculum that represents British culture from a vast amount of young people mm. of all ethnicities, backgrounds and surnames, mm. do you know what I mean? To sort of find out, like, what do you guys want to see? How would you like to see your culture represented, your history represented? Because we can't keep teaching like, uh, you know, Trafalgar Square and World War Two. And, you know, why do we teach World War Two? But we don't talk about IBM's involvement in the Holocaust. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? One of the biggest companies in the world. Why do we talk about war and teaching schools? But we don't want to talk about BAE and we don't want to talk about their effects and the things that they're all doing in Yemen right now, mm-hmm. which is British taxpayers money. Why don't we want to talk about these things? Why do people find that uncomfortable? Why does somebody who's voted for a party I completely disagree with get really ironic? 
irate with me when I bring up all of the failures of the so-called party. Mm. And yet um, these people still want to go, well, it was the best thing for my family. So I voted for them. Dude, you've got a blooming company that drives lorries. You've got no fuel right now. Like, mm. How was it the best thing for your family? You know, it's just it blows my mind how um, people continually, continually vote for their oppressor. Uh, so they can be even further oppressed in society rather than, um, you know, like spreading a little bit extra love and supporting your neighbour and building your community. And that's what we really need to do. I mean, if we look at the UK hip hop scene as an example, like we always talk about community in it. We always talk dun, about community. Man, I don't really feel the community. Like, you know, and it's one of the reasons why... Um, you know, maybe I'm not as visible as I used to be. And I think in many ways, there's a lot of stuff out there that people don't know that I invested in. People don't know that um, as DEFCON we used to pay for, or even in recent times, artists that we actually have put out or supported over the years. So whether it be with the old DEFCON stuff, whether it's the label, whether it's the DEFCON workshops, or whether it's all the incredible work I do with Dan, who's the founder of Lyrics at Lyrics, um, but basically, like, you know, it's constantly, constantly for me, um, life really for me is this, like, what did I do last year? Mm. What's my goals for the next year? And can I improve on what I did last year? Mm. And that's it. I'm not in no competition with nobody else. I don't care about being the best of the best. Uh, you know, I just care about being the best person I can be to myself and those that are around me. And I think, you know, we talk about community a lot in this country, and it's not just the UK hip-hop thing. So I don't want to pick the whole things, but it's not just about that. It's about in this country here, uh, we like uh, the winner. We, we all get behind the underdog. But when the underdog wins four or five times in a row, we've had enough. We're not interested in the underdog anymore. In fact, we can turn the other way and then start, you know, uh, digging out the, uh, the underdog and becoming quite nasty towards the underdog and stuff. So, you know, it's, it, like it's, a, it's a strange... Um, it's just, we're a strange this British the British people we're a strange people man it's uh, something I've always really struggled with and I think identity as well like where do you fit in like for some people I'm this for other people I'm that and, wh and why does it even matter uh, mm. you know I hear a lot you know like where are you from where's your family from mm. um, are you mixed race and I'm always like mixed race like what race am I in like what does that even mean <laughs> like you know if I'm a hu if I'm human race and you're human race how am I mixed like where's the mixing coming from? Do you realise this is like, like saying the the term half caste or anywhere along those lines? It's like it's it's just a new term that's been twisted, but it's still divisionary because mm. it's making me different from you or yeah. you different from me, which is just crazy. Like you know, mixed cultured maybe, mixed heritage maybe, but mixed race. Now you can keep that one, mate, and you can run with it. But it's so often used, you know, pick up a newspaper if you ever dare and read an article. And, you know, it's always it's always there. It's that classic old, you know, uh, when Linford Christie, Great Britain's Linford Christie wins gold. And when he gets in trouble for doing something he might not have done, um, Jamaican born Linford Christie <laughs> caught in life. Do you know what I mean? And you're just like, like yeah. Yeah, we grew up on it. It's, 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 it's old hat. It's boring now. You know, we need to change the. Um, we need to change the narrative what and taking that back to young people. Yeah. How can young people change the narrative and believe that there's a better future if they look at adults that went before them and they've only got to a certain level and they've stopped growing? Like there's no there's no further growth. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. you know, 
as I say to them all the time, like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm like, cool, do you own your website? Uh, no, 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 just do it through Spotify or something. Oh, okay, cool, man. Do you, do you own, like, your name? No, have you got your website? Mm. Uh, no, no, I haven't even thought about it. Do you have a logo? Uh, no, no, no. Or is, for some, like, you know, are you PRS registered? Yeah. And these are ones that have been doing it for a while. No, no, I don't know. No, I can't be bothered with that, man. What's the point in being PRS registered? And you just think to yourself, wow, you know, you can't, you can try and teach people stuff and help people with things, but it's that old saying, isn't it? You can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So. Yeah. You can't make it sign up to PRS. <laughs> you can't make it, well, <laughs> we, we, we can find a horse that can sign up to PRS, mate. We'd be making money. Now, that would be a show I'd go and watch. What? You'd kill it, bro. Right, this horse is going everywhere. By the time you're done with it, after two years, you look like a donkey. <laughs> she would look like a donkey. You know, I made some pee. You know, like you're rolling to the Bentley. You got it tied to the... <laughs> Yeah, I can't go too fast, innit? I got the fucking look, it's a horse. Is that a horse? Yeah, man, bro. I thought it was a doggy, I think I'd rather have a donkey than a Bentley. Imagine how much the fuel will cost for a Bentley right now. What? Especially now, I bet the queues for uh straw are much shorter than the queues for diesel and petrol. Exactly. Like that's, yeah. that's a proper straw man theory. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your straw man right there. Look, see you there? Scarecrow yeah. just in the field. Like, ah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you fucked up, isn't it? All the time you're laughing at me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the donkey just chewing on grass. He won't be the only one, but you know, Jeez, it's, um, no, it's, no, it's crazy, man. I think about like, you know, like me, you know, with you mice, we go back so long, man. Like mm. I said to you the other day, it's like, you know, we're official friends now. We've been, we've known each other for so long. Yeah, man. But interestingly, I was thinking about the amount of times I see you nowadays. Yeah. And whenever <laughs> I see you, it's backstage and you're always doing something with a big act. Yeah, yeah. But it's never typically your UK hip hop nah, set that nah. you're never doing. It's always other styles of music. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, uh, many many years ago i was in a band like and people won't know this but many years ago i was in a band called strung out mm. and I, I was asked to come in to replace it to replace the rapper he was leaving because he had just started a new band anyway that band that he had just started with a few friends and also um well it's bigger than that it's a bit more family was a band called more mm. and uh the one thing he said to me before he went off and launched more he said to me natty if you want to make hip-hop in this country don't call it hip hop, call it something else. Mm. And this is what he said to me always years ago. And I wow. reminded him about this about three years ago. Now, if you look at it, um, you know, grime, drill, garage, trip hop, like, uh, breakbeat, like all of these are based on the breakbeat, which is based on the sound of the hip hop. Mm. Uh, and, and he was right. He was completely correct because, you know, any, anywhere where I think, and don't get me wrong, this isn't a diss on UK hip hop because I think we've come on leaps and bounds. And I think there's incredible people like blade out there that are flying the flag mm. back in the day. People don't know this, but Chile and bandit, if it wasn't for Chile and bandit and for the campaign we did with big smoke, mm. um, there wouldn't be a one extra, but people forget that history. Wow. They don't know. about that. 
they don't know about the 100,000 signatures that we collectively got as the hip hop community in this country and petitioned Tony Blair so that they went and launched a black music channel, which it was originally called One Extra, the black music station. Whatever you went, that's what was all over there on the banners and stuff. Mm. And uh, all these people that are now performing it, they've completely forgotten the history of how it came about and why it came about. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, everyone should get a pat on the back that made it happen. But people like Chile and Bandit, as an example, you know, when you're talking about influential people in this country that have made something happen, uh, you don't hear these people's names because they get forgotten about. And I think it's really sad that there's so many stepping stones. Like when I think about it, I always think about, um, you know, hip hop in this country to me was Hijack. Mm. Uh, It was MC Duke. It was MC Mello. Mm. uh, It was London Posse. It was um, Cash Crew for me because that was the period of time that I was coming through in it. But then I think about like the MCDs and I just think there's the the schemes, the Titan sounds. Mm. Um, You know, there's just so many like there's so many elements and building blocks to this whole thing that have happened over and over the years. Um, I mean, some people will know, some people won't. But I Mm. became really close with Bionic over the years. And uh, through just becoming like tight with him, like the conversations we've had, like not we don't even really talk about music. We talk about like aliens and spacecrafts and, you know, (laughs) what's going on in the earth and the minerals and the nutrients that you should be having in your body in order to supplement what's going on in the air and stuff like this. But, Mm. you know, having those deep conversations from somebody who I really, really respect uh, talking to people about like Stevie Hyper, who back in the day when I was a jungle DJ, he jumped on a couple of my sets. But yeah. um, things like just just yeah. things like link, it's always linking dots within dots within dots within dots, and having those conversations. They say you should never um, become friends with those that you know you, you, you're you're a fan of, but that's that's mm. uh, that's rubbish in most in most um, in most respects. And just learning from those pioneers from the previous times because. Many of these artists, they're not out there going, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm this, I'm that, shine a spotlight on me. Mm. Actually, I would say that most of the artists I know within this hip-hop community in this country are quite reserved, shy, depressed people. That The only time you see them <laughs> properly smiling and being really happy is when they get out there and, on, and they're on stage. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, like you know, they, they wither and off they go and they're, they're in a, in a de- depressed state. And that's environment mm. and society. Like depression is created by environment and society. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be working 50 hours a week, a mum and a dad working 50 hours a week each, 100 hours a week, not knowing where their kids are mm. because they can't even get back to see them because they have to work so much because, you know, the cost of living has gone up, but the mm. wages haven't. Uh, that's, that's the, this is the crazy world that we live in now. And, that, and that's nuts. How can we expect our teachers um, to bring up our children because actually it used to be the community workers, the parents and the teachers, but they've removed the community workers. The they've made village. the parents have to work really, really hard. And now after the pandemic, they're just about to wipe out all the teachers. So, you know, Whoa, what do we careful. do next, Mice? What happens? <laughs> uh, boy, I, I, you see what you're, everything you're saying there, 100%, man. I agree with you. And um, the thing is, you know, it just feels like, it's almost, it's, it's supposed to be this way. Do you know what I mean? Because thinking how long it's gone on and then just how bits and bobs are added to it as well, just to make it seem even more like, yo, how, yeah, for real, how are people meant to survive? Like now, you know, like we're talking about with this petrol thing, it's almost like you're in a Mad Max situation. You're really thinking about, okay, hold on a minute. I need this much. I've got 
this much petrol, but I gotta go to Wandsworth, then I gotta come back, then I got you know what I mean? You're all counting your mileage, like <laughs> mm. Bro, wasn't uh, wasn't Mad Max set in twenty twenty one? I think it might have been set in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty something. Like, like, I think I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but we'll have to check that. We'll have to fact check it Jeez. for another week. It ain't as but, dusty uh, as that yet, yeah, but it might as well be, boy. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's it's nice. I mean, you've seen how the world's changed, man. And like, yep. don't get me wrong, mate. I think we've got. Um, I think the the scene. If if we want to break things down into scenes, the hip hop scene in this country is really super super healthy. But I wish it could um, have the vibe and energy that the jungle scene has. Because the jungle scene over here, we we're the kings of it. Like we rinse that, you know. We make that happen. Um, you know, raves, field parties, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, it would be really nice to see some bigger events again. You know, like some sponsorship, some money funneling in, so that the young people can see some real opportunities. But also, uh, so we can create community events. Because yeah. other than Park Jam and the stuff that Johnsy tries to do. Um, there's a few, like the Arts Bus, for instance. They, those guys are great at going and engaging in the community. And there's a few other smaller projects that are happening and stuff. But what's really going on? Like, how are mm. we engaging these young minds? How are we, like, getting them onto things? I mean, with lyrics, we've just launched... In fact, tomorrow's the last sign-up day for it. But um, lyrics launching a new, a new training scheme. So that young people who are neat uh, can come and actually learn. Like, you know, if you want to learn how to be a cameraman, you can be a cameraman. If you want to learn how to put on the event and then promote it, you can do all of those types of things. And it's just about, you know, trying to give those tools so young people have those opportunities to do things for real. But also never, ever, um, you know, like there's a lot. I find there's a lot of people that say, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. You know, you're never going to do that. You're not going to get there. And I just think all of that, you need to stop that. Like, don't ever, if somebody says to you, you can't do that, you're not going to get there. Like, just make that your ambition to get there and go even further than they ever imagined you could go before. Because there's a lot of walls. Like, everybody in this world puts up walls, like, in every single industry. Like, you'll find somebody you think is your best friend that wants to book you for all of these shows. But really, all they wanted was your contact book. And once they've got that, boom, off they go. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're on the, or they're on the next steps now. But these people, they last a little while, and then you won't see them again. They yeah. sort of come along, and then yeah. they disappear. And there's a few of those in this UK, especially yeah. in this UK. In the UK, if I've seen, bruv, there's so many, like, so many names... And as you're saying that, faces that pop up where I'm like, yeah, man, and disappeared, this one disappeared. Like they made, they, you know, it felt like, um, okay, you know, it's getting into the noughties and that, like, you know, 99, 2000. And it felt like, oh, let alone, you know, uh, hip hop is really blown up in the States. It was like UK stuff is starting to make waves as well. But then mm-hmm. there was just, in my opinion, there was a stream of like, the wrong artists getting signed to majors, you know, whether they yeah. be like authentic, like good artists or whether they be like they were shit and, you know, rapping with whatever kind of uh, mid-Atlantic accent or whatever. But yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is, is that there was a string of the wrong people that were like, quote unquote, UK hip hop that got signed and they didn't do right. They didn't, either they didn't sell well or they didn't even release or whatever. And then after that, you had a couple trickle through like, um, Fallacy did well, you know, on the Raucous UK. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, Blade did well and things like that. But then it was almost like 
there were people that wanted to jump in because they felt like, yeah, this is going to blow up. UK hip hop, yeah. Da, da, da. But then it didn't really go where they thought it was going to go. And then, they, you know, they bounced, obviously. But I know exactly what you're saying. There are people that just come in, linger for a while, you know, leave their scent. <laughs> so you see them every week here, there and everywhere. And then bam, once the, the I, scene started to, you know, drift, it's like they disappeared. But the, you, you see, the problem with it is, right, is it's the investment. Yeah, so yeah I'm yeah. an investor, Mike. Yeah. So I'm an investor. So, like, when I come to your event, like, why am I wanting to, like, why am I going to invest in you? Mm. Like, yeah. what, what, what are the attributes that I'm going to make me invest in you? Yeah. Now, actually, I, I mean, I'm talking hypothetically. I've seen your show. So it. if I had 30,000 that I wanted to stick on an artist because mm. I want to go and help develop an artist, then boom, there you go. I've seen the show. I love the show. So I'm going to get behind that. Mm. But then when it comes to the actual next stage of sitting down, having discussions about what you want, um, they lose, it kind of gets lost. I mean, I'm not going to mention names, but there's so many artists in this country that have been that close to massive, massive, huge deals. Mm. And then those deals are flopped because the attribute of being professional isn't actually embedded in that artist. And I'm not saying like, you know, the key thing, Simon Harris told me this 20 years ago. But the key thing is, it's not always, this is exact words, Natty, it's not always the, the greatest of talents that will make it in this industry. Mm. It's the one who can turn up on time, the one that can be professional, and the one that knows how to hold a business conversation. If you know how to do those three things, then you're <laughs> going to make it in any industry. Yeah. And it's like I say to people all the time, the same process you're going to use to open up a fish and chip shop is exactly the same process that you need to apply for your record label mm. for releasing your music. You need every component in place. You need mm. to find out what the tools are that you need and what the, you know, what's happening, what's current in order for you to push yourself out there. Mm. Now, I can talk this talk with people because, you know, I, I'm like a semi-pro, if you like. You know, mm. I dip into music now as my freedom. I mean, for all of us, you ask anyone why they started writing. It's a place of salvation. Yeah. It's a place that just got stress off your head. Like the minute I started getting in the hip hop connection regularly with, um, with like Eminem and Dre and uh, um, uh, Dilated Peoples and things like this, the mm. minute you see your name there and you're getting like even three out of five and sometimes four out of five for your releases, mm. you know, as, as the 14 year old kid who used to buy Hip Hop Connection, like, boom, man, this is like, this is it. This yeah, is, you're yeah, there. Yeah. This is, you, you've got there. Yeah. And then you learn all the processes of what happens, the distribution deals that you need to get, like the, basically the money, the hold up of the money, the, the, the money coming back from the sales. Does it come in quick enough to then be able to press up the next load of records? Do you have the cash flow that you need? Mm. All of these things we learn as DEFCON. Oh yeah, we need to get merch. Okay, brilliant. Let's get a hundred t-shirts, a hundred hoodies. And like, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, the t-shirts and the hoodies take ages to sell because you think they're going to sell in one weekend and actually it takes <laughs> six months you know yeah. and then you've got even even worse things where people promise you they're going to pay you for this gig then they don't when you learn about contracts then somebody mentions to you prs and you're mm. like prs what's prs then you get into all of that and then it's your choice whether you want to be professional and follow yeah, up on that yeah, stuff yeah. or whether you want to brush it to the side and go i don't care about prs mate right. i don't need prs i've got money coming off my uk hip hop spotify do you know what I mean? And it's just like all, all of the little elements. And with DEFCON, people always ask, like, there was two things that happened with DEFCON, why, why it stopped. Uh, one of them was uh, when all the record shops closed, mm. not only did we lose all of our stock, but we lost all of our money. 
because not only did the record shops work didn't have the money they'd gone bust so they couldn't pay us any money but they also had all of our stock so we couldn't get the stock back and then resell the stock anywhere else because all the record shops are closed down so then we had to have a long good hard look at ourselves because basically you know we weren't super rich off of uh, defcon we were recycling all the money and at the time we had manage we had blood one we had uh, dark circle we mm. had uh, loads of other stuff that was on the roster it just it wasn't just me and dweller mm. so that whole thing was a mad one and then shortly after that uh, the other natty came along who does reggae and he still doesn't know the full story behind this, but mm. he was on a major label. The major label t- o- took over all of my sites. They literally what? like erased they erased me in a week, mate. Like erased me. Go and find any old serious? any old stuff of mine. Go and look at any old stuff of mine anywhere on online that you might be able to find more natty stuff. Yeah, after the natty and dweller stuff, but it, well, you'll never find my biography with my work you'll find his biography wow and the reason i know all of this happened is because my management met his management but more importantly in one night um loads of my videos went up by a thousand or a few thousand views Mm. and um i found out that it was at the time when the record labels were blanket um buying uh views Mm. so everyone's views went up overnight and the reason why i found out what was happening is because i reposted a video and in one night, it got like 25,000 views or something. And I woke up the next day thinking, that shouldn't, that's not right. Because basically, it's an old video. I've just reposted it. There's no way it would have got those views in one night. And sure enough, I noticed that his views had gone up on absolutely, absolutely frigging everything. And then shortly after that, I started getting snidey comments left on my Natty sites about being uh, being rubbish. And you're probably not here for Natty. You're probably here for the other Natty. And really, really like proper, proper dark stuff, man. And after we had already lost all the money from Defcon and the, and the stock, I was like, why am I doing this, mate? Yeah, I, like, I love Jesus. helping other people. It's not like I, I desperately need this uh, so that's where Natty Speaks came from because I couldn't keep Natty any longer because my nat- my name had been completely erased mm. so then I thought well what can I do so I thought well if I put Speaks after Natty it doesn't matter what other Natty Speaks to anybody Natty Speaks will always come up in a search engine yeah so that's how Natty Speaks come about so now I get back up in the search engine and the joke about it is that Natty album I put out, which was on Spotify, is probably still to this day my most played and listened to thing. Mm. And it's probably because of all of the marketing and money that the other Natty yeah. had spent on him from their record label, <laughs> which is now benefiting me all these years later. That's crazy, so, Reb. You know, wow. It's, cool. it's, it's, yeah. I, did, I did wonder, because um, I was obviously having a little look around um, before the show for a bio and all that sort of stuff and yeah you're, you're, you're right that's all that comes up is other natty and yeah there's nothing linked there's nothing linked to your to your stuff at all no yeah it's all it's all gone no, other than on spotify natty. and it, and it's just and it's a madness but the thing for it is i can't fight a major label mm. i can't fight a major label mate i yeah. mean this is just this is one example of it i mean we've had two run-ins without and john's people like uh, as as lyrics, so I can't go into details and stuff. But like you know, it's like these people on the surface, yeah. they they 
think they pretend oh we're for the community we're for music we're for that but then as soon as they get the opportunity to shut down the little man they send in their their, their big teams and like no you can't do that you can't do this mm. you can't do that Fair and you know we don't talk about it nobody really talks about what goes on in this industry we've got superstars i don't even know um kg like carl gordon he's from outlaw posse another mm. group that i grew up on listening to mm. but i mean that guy has been done huge things or, or you know huge accolades in music and stuff like this but we forget that like we, we we're always like remember we, our mind is selective and who we want to remember there's so many pioneers out there that have actually paved the way mm. and then every mm. so often one of those old pioneers will pop up again like blade has recently with everything that he's doing mm. and you just think to yourself well you know there's opportunities out there for everybody nobody needs to be jealous of somebody else nobody needs to go and tread on somebody else's business nobody needs to start getting all like you know um not aggressive but bitchy you know all of it all of this type of stuff mm. and i've heard it i've been at shows where um i've been the host and then uh i've been i've said oh that act's going on before the main artist oh i knew that was gonna happen I knew that was going to happen. I can't believe it, man. Do you know what I mean? I always get on there before us. What the fuck was going on? And the amount of times I hear that shit, and I'm just like, wow. And and it's got to the point on, on two different occasions where I was like, do you know wow. what? Do you want to introduce the artist? Oh, can I? Can I? Yeah, yeah. bro. Introduce the artist. If you love the artist that much that you're going to cry because these guys are playing before them, you introduce the artist. Wow. Oh, thanks, man. And on both occasions, they did go out there and introduce the artist. And, I'm, and they probably know who I'm talking about when they see this because they'll know it's them. But it's like, guys, what is like, what? Where, are we in the playground still? Like, where, 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 yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is scary, what it's like man. sometimes. Yeah. It's scary, it is, man. Playground. And it we, is a we scary talk, did you did you did you watch any of the stuff the interview we done with blade do you know what I, i'm going to be really honest with you guys i have a whole list of stuff i've got to catch up yeah on no and hope, i'm hoping from friday i can sit down and catch up on so many things i need to watch <laughs> no it's just, it's just we we sort of got on this same subject with blade really that um okay that um people need to sort of find the space they want to fit into and then just focus on that space and uh, you know, so it's sort of like a process of growing up. That everybody, the 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 scene could sort of, um, it could be like more cohesive if everybody sort of took a place in it, rather than trying to cover too many bases, or trying to you know be everything or be everyone. If they just realise where their talent lies and just focus on that one thing, and try not to be you know. Everything. Everything. If you're a good designer, be a good designer. But you haven't got to be a good designer and a rapper as well. You know, you can just be a yeah, designer. Yeah, completely. Yeah, there's roles for everybody. We need isn't designers. There? Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely need designers everyone needs a designer there's that as well you even just talking about that like with a label so you need somebody to do the artwork if you're not good at art mm -hmm. you need then somebody to make sure it's all positioned in the right place and you need your uh, isrc codes now but back in the day you needed your barcodes codes pressed on everything mm -hmm. and there's a mm -hmm. tiny all these tiny little elements i mean with blade blade was the first person that i really um looked up to and respected in the terms of i'd never seen anyone do what he did which was just selling records out the back of his car or absolutely anywhere he could do yeah. turning up at every event i was ever at with the biggest smile on his face bringing that high octane energy that he brought every time that he, he stepped on stage 
And at one point, he had one of my favorite artists who we got to work with, but Deficits R.I.P., who basically came to the studio, the Defcon Studios and that, which I would never have met if it wasn't for Blade in the first place. But me and Blade go back a long way, thankfully, because of uh, <laughs> Mr. Thing and, um, and uh, First Rate, who was Scratch Perverts back Scratch in the day. Perverts, because. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blade used to come down to our little events. And, you know, and now it's a joke because now actually Blade and my age aren't that far apart from one another. But when you're a 16 year old boy, like Blade to me is like a 20, 30 year old like pioneer who's absolutely everywhere. And, you know, this is what I want to emulate, you Mm. know. But he's he's another great guy man i remember being at a wedding once and he phoned me and i was on the phone to him for two hours it's like dude i've got to go man i'm at a wedding i shouldn't even be on the phone to you but it was just it's just one of those things like sometimes yeah, there's the people best you want to speak yeah exactly exactly you want to talk to people mate but he he is in my opinion he left before he should have left i think he had another couple of big things that were going to yeah, happen in him yeah. Um, and RIP to Mark as well, because, you know, what him and Mark created together was pretty magical, man, oh, as yeah, man. was what Mark created for Task Force as well. There's some pretty magical work there. Yeah, some body, body yeah, work, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, um, oh, yeah it's, a, it's a crazy oh, world, man. And, you know, with everything that's going on at the moment, with the whole, you know, did you have a vaccine, didn't you? Oh, you're this, you're that. Oh, you're going to try and murder my mum. You're after my grandparents. Like, we haven't learned from Brexit. We've just allowed ourselves to step back into another arena, which reminds me a little bit of the old Colosseums, you know, like back mm. in the Roman times, where we're just all getting thrown in there to fight for the spectatorship and enjoyment of the 1%, just to sit there laughing, going, ha, 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 you know, look at them, bloody peasants. It's just... Bread, throw bread at them. <laughs> you know, throw bread at them. Yeah, watch them fight over it. You know, so I'm gluten free. Can I have the gluten free one, please? You know what I mean? Like, imagine for gluten free bread, boy. Imagine that. Right. Man. You're in that. What, are they, what do they call them? Um, campsites or no? What are they called? Where apparently people are going to get taken off to. People keep talking oh, about. Oh, like FEMA camps. Yeah, camps. FEMA camps and all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> asking for asking for gluten free bread. bread. Like, right, vegan cheese and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Do you have oatly? Do you have oatly? no? But the organic one. The organic one. Is this uh, <laughs> is this is this slop grass fed? <laughs> one plant based burger, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeez. Yeah, you better get ready for all of that. So, all right. So, working with kids, I just wanted to ask you about this. Working with kids in terms of rappers, like people were. Um, shout out to the crew in the building, by the way, man, because there's certain people who were cracking jokes about. Um, what we're saying there's there seems to be more rappers than there are anything else you know or than there needs to be in a way and so how is it <laughs> obviously working with kids it's it's a hard thing in it in terms of like all right you might not want to be doing this right? this, this is this you might not never know nothing about for real you know so how do you work with them in terms of still encouraging but maybe trying to lean them towards something that they might be better at you know what i mean yeah yeah. Oh, bruv, as I've got older and greyer, I, I'm more blatant and blunt le- blunt now, man. But I'm going to be really honest with you, mate. There's mm. some rappers out there right this second making <laughs> big, massive money yeah. who, when I first met them, I would have to count 
in order like one, two, three, and drop, and one, two, and then I'd have to clap like like this in order to get them to help them with their timing and stuff like this. And they're making money now. So at the end of the day, I think anyone can improve. And if you're that passionate about it, it's like, um, you know, like, man, Myers, your wordplay gets better and better and better and better and better and funnier and funnier and funnier the older you get, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, I I, I think if I don't, I try not to stem their creativity mm. but i do think you need to get to a point where you're like look you know like for me I, i'm a freestyler so my thing was always about freestyle emceeing and hosting shows and being mm. the MC, like mm. the proper MC that hosts the shows mm. that is the filler in between everything that's what i always grew up being like hosting like even my tv show when i had it and um that's what i really enjoyed doing but then i ended up recording down onto vinyl and that vinyl had not some success, but quite a lot of success with those early DEFCON years. Mm. And it blew us away because we never expected it was going to happen. But, you know, I asked my question, myself the question to me. Like sometimes, like, you know, why am I rapping still? Do I want to continue to rap? Like there's so many MCs out there who I literally love whose wordplay I'm never, ever going to get near. Mm. But, you know if, if um, poetry and spoken word and rapping is my freedom and it's what expresses and gets me out of my, my dark zones, then the same way I would apply this to myself, I'd apply it to the young person. So I try and encourage them as much as possible to get stuff out there because, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give you one example. There's a, on Spotify, there's a track called uh, Jesse something and Natty Speaks, yeah? Mm. So Jesse's a 13-year-old kid who I work with at a, a program. I can't go too much into the details of the program, but he was a genius young person who basically could listen to any hip-hop beat and just emulate it and make it like that. Well, like so produ- what, he could reproduce it? He, he, he couldn't read uh, music or write music, but he could just hear anything or he could listen to a Drake beat and then he could just literally rebuild that beat like mm. literally in in minutes, like not even hours, in minutes, man. Wow. It was in, so inspiring to watch. Wow. Uh, he wasn't a particularly great rapper, but what he did, and this is what I love, he asked me to do a verse on his song. So I said, yeah, cool, man. I'll do a verse on your song for you. So I did the verse on his song. Mm. The guy went and released it. He's 13 years old. He's released it. It's gone on <laughs> okay. spot, all spot, on every single digital channel. Now, no res- disrespect to Jesse because he doesn't understand how the process works. But yeah. if I'd known he was going to do that, I would at least got it mixed and mastered first and made sure like everything was in place. But wow. some people are like, well, you should tell him you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. You can't do that. And others are like, like me. I'm like, that's entrepreneurial. That's like, you know what I mean? Like, you went and took something, you blagged me onto your record, and then you actually went and released it. Like, it, it's kind of genius in a way. Yeah. But he needs to now learn take that, that actually, that. you know, there's a process and a way that you go about doing things, you know? It would be like me getting you in the studio, Mike. So you doing like a little freestyle, never knowing it's going out anywhere, yeah. and then me lifting it and putting it on a release and releasing it officially. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you being like, what? That was just a freestyle, bro. What oh, man. I remember, that remind, I remember hearing, I was driving, was with Jargon. I think it was with Blue as well, Bluefoot. And it might have been even the first night we heard um, Eminem, the first time we ever heard him. Like, it was on yeah. Westwood, yeah. And I think, and you know, like UK hip hop got the last 10 minutes, obviously, like last 10 minutes of the two hour show or whatever, always the last 10 minutes. It's like, bam, yeah. on, on the yeah, dot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he played, he played like, I think it was open mic. I think it was something like that. And it was like a remix, but it was like, the, it was off. Like the vocals weren't even on beat. 
It was like offbeat. It was like, what the fuck? And, you know, that was the time when I realised, you know, when it was this whole burning CD era, you know, you could just burn a CD of your music and send it in and whatnot. Yeah. And he, he obviously yeah. was getting sent in stuff. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it made me realise, like, right, anyone can do it now. Anyone could just throw out their shit. But this is even crazier, where you yeah. could do it and then the next day, bam, it's out. It's not like mm. I'm going to burn a bunch of CDs, then post it over or... You know, put it through the letterbox. Wait to the render, or... render, render. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, was, uh, man. It's I was thinking the other now. day how how often we must have spent looking at the the rainbow wheel. You know, the wheel that turns around. Like, you know, when we're on our final, when we're eighty <laughs> and we're on our final breath, it's like I wonder how that's many right, months yeah. of our life we spent just staring at that wheel. Or yeah, waiting boy, for that's like I put a year down. <laughs> you might as well put a year down for that wheel, boy. There's plenty more it's, coming. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think exactly. that will that will ain't stop turning yet, boy. It's a crazy, it's a crazy um, thing, man, with the young people. Because I, I feel like you shouldn't discourage anybody. You should give everybody the opportunity because hopefully through the process they're going to unlock something that they really, uh, they really like. Mm. It's a bit like what's his name, um, Jamal Edwards. Like he um, was a he was a rapper, but he didn't think he was going to be the best rapper, so he decided to set up a platform where he could put the things that he loved on it, mm. and the rest is history. Right. But there's a, quite a few young yeah. people like that that you know I've realised. I think the guy that signed. Uh, naughty boy i was reading it the other day i can't remember his name now it's gone out of my head but he signed a few artists but again he was a rapper and then he decided one day that he'd be better at being a manager than he would at a rapper and now he signed like emily sandy and naughty boy and loads of uh, other artists but when you look at that it's clear that these people are sending out a signal to other young people guys you can't all be rappers that's exactly, rapper, exactly you know what, yeah it's, uh, and someone someone you know, said it earlier in the chat this conversation comes up a lot in UK hip hop, that there's too many people trying to do one thing. Yeah, be, it's be, very too telling, many people yeah. being the rapper. And like, too many yeah. people being rappers and stuff. But I think there's a lot of good. I think the wordplay of some of these young people, like some of the stuff, has gone absolutely massive now. I mean, yeah, in 2007, sure. I launched a project. Uh, which was going traveling across the United Kingdom and the whole purpose was I was taking uh, music to areas that didn't tend to get a lot of music because mm. when you go to London everyone's oh yeah my dad's got a studio my cousin's got a studio yeah I've got that at home man do you know what I mean but when you go to at the time to villages and seaside towns many of them didn't have access to studios it was the first time they were able to record mm. well this was 2007 mm. and Joe Byrne who is doing really well at the moment was uh, he's now in his 30s or coming up for 30 he was one of the rappers and he he was in um, Devon so I found him in Devon that's Joe Byrne so he's doing loads of stuff with skits at the moment and a few people oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in exactly the same year I found a young girl called Aria and I didn't find her. She's part of a project down there. But that young girl is now Green Tea Peng. So Same. every single program that we ever do is there's always young people that eventually they, their light shines and they come out and it's just like, yeah, that's one of our young people from mm. the program. And I've got mm. not, I've not just got singers and songwriters and musicians that are now in their 30s that I started working with 20 years ago. I've got professional boxers. Like what my one of my students is on the Eubank fight on October the third. He's on the undercard, Mikhail Lowell, and it's just like loads of my young people have been very successful. But sadly, also some of my young of my young people died in Grenville along with their whole family. Mm -hmm. So when I um, there's two things in my life that were life changing for me. 
One of them was 2015, which was working with the refugees and traveling across Europe and seeing what people who have got the same complexion skin to me and dodgy surnames like mine get treated, which was a real eye opener for me because, you know, you see it in war films and stuff. But to walk with people who are suffering is a whole different was a whole different thing for me. And then the other thing was was 2017 in Grenville. Because, you know, mm. I spent my life trying to teach young people about rights and responsibilities, you know. And when I say that, I'm talking about be responsible for yourself, man, mm. and know your rights. Like, you know, don't let people walk over you. Be strong, but be right, you know. Know, know what you're talking about. Uh, so that particular young person who died with his family in that, he just finished a course with me about rights and responsibilities, and he died in a place where they didn't have their rights respected and nobody took responsibility for the actions of making that place safe so that these people never needed to die. Mm. And between the refugee crisis and that uh, incident with Grenville, it completely changed my, um, you know, it aligned everything from here to the lower chakra, where for me it's just like, what are we doing as a society how can we any longer allow for people to murder our people and to persecute and make others suffer without the whole world uniting? It doesn't matter what political party you support, but there has to be a change that's so fundamental. And that change isn't just going to come from people rioting on the streets and burning things down. It needs to systematically change from the grassroots level mm. all the way through. And, you know, shows like this, having a conversation about it will change it. But what I find really changes it is going to the source. Because yeah. the young people are the future. That's our next level. So if the young people are, are acting up and there's a, an, a dark energy around them, and there's, this is what I hear sometimes, then who's created that dark energy and why is it around them? You know, and as uh, an adult, they, why are you allowing it to fester on them? Do you feel like they're ready to hear you know what is causing that and why things are like that though or does it still need to be you know like i, I wonder like at what age do you tell a, a person like okay this is what the world's really like <laughs> do you know what i mean where you just get to the nitty gritty and go like look i know you've been taught this but yeah this is what it's really about and this is what you need to know do you know what i mean but but, but then there's another perspective to that, Mice, because if you imagine talking to a tribe deep in the Amazon, in the Amazon mm. who have never, ever seen technology or never had any, I mean, you wouldn't be able to communicate with them anyway. But the point being is, is there's other people out there living a life. If you look at, like, for instance, my 80 year old auntie, who all she does is meditates and fasts and that's all she's ever done. And she'll walk past any religious building. It doesn't matter what it is. And she'll stop and say a prayer. Mm. She, this is it. She lives a very, very, very simple life. Mm. It's like to her, that's her life. That's mm. her magic. That's it. She's good. That's that's how she wants to live. Mm. So I guess it's. We were, we were talking earlier and I was saying, like, if you want to own a Ferrari uh, and that's your goal in life. Um, if you get to 30 years old and you've got your Ferrari, now your goal is to be able to keep it because mm. obviously that's an expensive thing to run. So you now need to have enough money to earn it. But if you don't get that Ferrari until you're 80 years old, then your life journey has been that whole 80 years to get to the Ferrari. If you're lucky enough to get it when you're 30, then wow, congratulations to you. You know, I'm, I'm really, really super, super happy for you. But I think in life... Um, what happens is somebody will come along and say, oh, wow, why do you want a Ferrari for? Why don't you get a Bentley? Why, why don't you get a Lamborghini? It doesn't matter. What, like, why are you mm. saying that? Like the guy, the guy wants to get a Ferrari. Let him, leave him, leave her. Like let them go and get what it yeah, is that they yeah. want. 
as long as it's not hurting or harming anybody else like why do you care what it is they're in what they're interested in if you've got something positive to say about it amazing but if what you've got to say about it is negative then just move on go away like and that's about anything Oh, I don't like that rapper, that rapper's this. Well, so what? But you don't have to say they're that and they're that and they're that because that negative cursing and energy you're putting out into the thing is only going to come back and just hit you anyway. So, you know, I wish people knew the power of energy, the power of energy and the power of words because if they really truly knew the power of energy and the power of the words, people wouldn't say half the stuff that they say. And if they really understood, like, for instance, colour therapy, uh, the colour blue, if you struggle with talking, put blue around your throat. Um, if you are struggling with love and you feel unloved and you just can't pick your energy up, wear green. The heart chakra, you know, flood it with green, walk in a field. This is why they say to people like to walk, walk in green spaces. Because mm. green spaces is electrifying your heart. It's, it's, it's That's the heart chakra, stuff. right? Yeah, it's bringing the sustenance back to your heart, which is obviously then pumping your life around your whole entire body. Mm. So... You know, if you're feeling flat and you can't do anything, you're so low, put on orange or put on red. This is why it's a rag to a ball. The red will lift you up and get you like moving. Mm. It's why when you go to a supermarket, all of the offers come under red banners because they want you to zombify yourself towards the, you know, towards the the shelves and stuff, man. But yeah, I think energy is so important and protecting your energy. Like rolling with the people around you who are there to empower you and to support you and push you along, not ones that are behind your back saying other things, you know? Yeah, like I it, think that's been my problem, boy. All know, right, yeah, I'll get the message. You fool. <laughs> 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 yeah, Joker. Don't worry, Dad. has yeah. been ignoring me for 20 years. Now. He's just saying. He's got us on here to let us know He's now. No, like, nah, man, no, no. You're not taking a piss, man. But now, nah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. But yeah, carry on, man. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, dude. It's just, I just feel like it pains me sometimes because I come from, like, I. I I've been really fortunate. I, I laugh to myself sometimes to think of all the places I've been to. Mm. I've been to over 28 different countries. Most of them have been through music or through television. It's all been independently done. Mm. Nothing I've ever done has come with huge, huge, ridiculous budgets. It's always been stuff that I've been passionate about. Yeah. Even now delivering all these programs. Or what people need to understand, I don't just deliver the programs. I do all the fundraising. I get every single penny you know, the thousands of thousands of pounds I run a year to put mm. into programs and projects, I go and find that money. So when it comes to delivering these programs, I'm delivering like, you know, I have trustees, obviously, that tell me, yeah, OK, you can deliver that or no, that's not right right now. Um, but which protects us and, puts, you know, makes it all professional. Again, coming back to being professional, mm. even though it's me fundraising the money and bringing the money into an organization, I can't then just go and write myself a 30 grand check and just go and spend it on, you know, hiring a Ferrari for the month so mm. that I can fulfill this 80 year old man's ambition. But, uh, you know, Ferrari. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, 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 it's crazy, man. I feel like, there's so much ground yeah, that we could cover, so many different topics. But again, like, I, I just think and feel all the time, people will try and uh, try and stealth your energy. They'll try and stop your flow. They'll yeah, I want you to break down the, the, the energy thing. Because you said that if people understood the power behind energy as well as words, so that's, how, in what way, if you're trying to introduce that to somebody, in what way 
Um, okay, I'm I'm sick. Yeah, that's sick. I'm sick. Ah. So the minute that you're saying oh, I'm sick, that's sick. You're you're using the word sick. You're using the term sick. So yeah, we, you know, bad Which meaning bad. good, but you yeah. know, it's all good. Like you know, it's just uh, the things that are negative. Talking down on yourself. Uh, if you, some people don't even speak it; they just think it. Like, oh, I'm never going to get that. No, I mean, I'm never going to get that. The example I gave you about PRS. Oh, what's the point in signing up to the PRS anyway? Yeah, it's pointless, yeah, man. Yeah, but it's not pointless. Yeah. You no, know, even if it's eighty quid, it's still eighty quid that you're owed. You know what I mean? And and when it comes to energy levels, we're too. Like everything we do, like think of the mass population that go to work. They go to work on buses or they go to work in tube trains or on trains. Pissed off, and bro. you're all crammed <laughs> into that space. Everyone just yeah? looks pissed off. Yeah. You know when you don't yeah. you don't do that shit that regular. So when you do do, Man. you just realize like, wow, everyone is just grey and pissed off. Pissed off. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, staring I, at I their phones or the newspaper like pissed off. Like yeah. Exactly. Right, I, I did it this morning for the first time in ages. I had to get on the actual tube before nine o'clock, and yeah, I was Ian just Bills. like, wow. <laughs> And I was looking at people just thinking, man, this was my life like 25, 30 years ago when I first moved to London. And now I've built my life so that I don't start anything really early in the morning. And if I do have to start anything early in the morning, then I'm going to go and stay in a hotel so I'm next to the place so that I don't have to worry and stress too much about uh, fighting people in the morning. Yeah. Because there's there's more to life and the hours and hours you spend on, uh, um, you know, or, or, traveling and commuting to work and i realized people would say well not everyone's got the same opportunities man i came from to uh, a family who don't come from wealth i'm not a rich man but i have a business the business has been running a very very long time i dip in and out of music and and film all of the time i try and like, keep my finger in there and stuff and you can do it like you know i don't have um, i don't know about you mice but my mum and dad don't know anything about music Mm. They know what they like, but they don't know. I never set up a business. They always been worked as nurses. So I had nobody to turn to, to go, well, how do you set up a business? How do you do this? How do you do that? It's stuff that I learned, and which is why, why I now teach it to young people. Because mm. when they say, well, how do you know that? Well, because I've been through it. Like, what do you, how do you know what it was it like to lose a business? Well, because we lost DEFCON. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, that business was lost. And it was lost not through the fault of our own. Mm. Um, you know, it's a shame now because we could digitize everything and put it all up onto the, the streaming channels. Not mm. that we would get loads of money out of it, but still it would be able to be heard. But unfortunately, we don't have the dats anymore which is probably the story of uh, most people yeah. uh, from the 90s and from the 2000s and that, man. You know, we just don't have them. So Ain't we got can't the masters, yo. Ain't got their masters, you know what I'm saying? You know, exactly. I've got some of my masters because I, w I dealt with things slightly differently, but the okay. main all DEFCON masters and that have, uh, have um, you know, have, uh, have gone, you know. So it's one of those, man. But, you know, you have to learn from it. Like, if I look at, and I, I didn't want to bring it up, but if I look at, like, the low-life story as an example, dun, uh, when, dun, I look at, dun, when I look at stuff like that, because it affects too many people I'm friends with, including yourself, yeah, Mike. But when I look I at that... Nah, it's good, man. Chat about it. Go, I go to in, myself right. sometimes, like, did the guy actually do a runner or did he just have a bit of a breakdown or did he not make any money at all and actually has just never been able to sit with anyone to show them the figures because, obviously, <laughs> if people get near him, they're probably going to cause problems and stuff, man. But I don't know. I don't know the full story of it, but it, it's not isolated. You hear this story yeah. many, on many occasions. There's many artists that don't own their masters. You know, there's many artists that have no idea how the business side of anything works. It's, 
It's crazy. You, yeah. you, you have to wait for our film, Searching for Brain Tax, when our documentary is done. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for brain tax, eh? Look, searching, searching for, for, searching for the tax man. <laughs> <laughs> Searching for but, the tax uh, man, boy. See him just yeah, but I, you know, I know that torch. that caused a lot of issues and a lot of problems because there's a lot of people out there that could have, you know, could be making money now off, off of those things. But then again, that's if they're PRS registered. Like, I'll be honest with you guys. I've never speak. I've never spoken about this story before, but I landed a massive, huge ITV uh, job, uh, and they picked. Um, it's, it's all around the same period of time. So between 2004 and 2008, mm. loads of my music got synced. It was all over the place, adverts and newsbeat, all kinds of stuff. But what happened was um, I'd done a deal with uh, ITV for the instrumentals of the my album, the, uh, oh, the About wow. Time album, and um, they were using all the instrumentals across this thing called Sally the Psychic. Now, Sally the Psychic was an ITV2, but it was so successful, it got put onto primetime. So Sally to ITV the Psychic. One. Sally the Psychic, yeah. So basically what happened was um, the artists, and I'm not going to mention who they are, but there was four artists on my album. They're all pretty big names, and now they're even bigger than they were then. Hmm. Uh, and none of them were PRS registered. Now, that was deemed as out of copyright. So, which it was. So, if you're out of copyright, then no one's going to touch your music because you could come back and sue them later. Mm. So, as a result of it, they couldn't use the music on the album because of these four people not ah, being uh, PRS registered. And it was one of the biggest lessons I ever learned in my life. So, now what I do is I pay everybody up front and they mm. sign off the rights or mm. they, they're PRS registered or, or we're not doing the track in the first place because, you know, otherwise, you know, it, it can lead to yeah, these problems. Lose, yeah, that's so um, wrong, man. I, there's, uh, you know what? You, uh, there's a few situations like that I've been in um, where I've realized, like, okay, if people aren't going to be um, professional enough to kind of make things work, it's just it's never going to work. So you kind of have to just leave it at that. But yeah, that, that that is a thing. Like, I think there are certain minds that they just want to make the music. Like, we all just want to make the music and put it out. We don't really want to have to deal with how you put it out and all the logistics behind it all. But unfortunately, that's part of it if you want to be independent. And then, so, you know, but there are some people that they just cannot deal with that. There's no way in shape or form. And then they've tried and it may not work. And for them, they probably do need the management. They need the, they need the team behind them. And so they probably got to work on that. But yeah, it's, it's so tricky to even work with people on that on certain levels because of that because you're like yeah but my man's gonna mess up the thing and uh, you're like oh man uk hip-hop man it's never oh it's never like you know just straight and narrow and <laughs> but but you, you say that of... you you say that as well but also um there's a lot of artists that have done really well man like you think about them oh, no, um, for like... sure yeah, with the FIFA, the FIFA one recently. I mean, Shady's on it, Pav's on it, uh, yeah. Lingo's on it. Uh, there's quite a few others and stuff as uh, well. And I think oh, really it's uh, Ocean Wisdom as well. Ocean no? Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yes, this yeah. is what you. This is the things that are the the, the gains for the industry because the more people that see that. I mean, we um, we run the Mexican Beatbox Championships, and I host the UK Beatbox Championships. So I see the amount of effort that goes into not just putting on an event 
but all of the promo, um, all of the investment, all of the contacts, the sponsors, everything that goes on behind the scenes to build it. Mm. And it's exactly the same with your music, whatever you're releasing. So when you look at certain people out there that are working and working continuously, there's mm. loads of labels out there that are, are doing well. I mean, obviously, High Focus is one that you have to tip your hat to yeah, because they've definitely. gone and broken through barriers and they've gone on to take it to the next level. Yeah. And I really hope that they continue to push that because... If um, one label is successful, then sponsors and investors then start looking to invest into the next level. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, that, yeah. that level will build and that level will build. But you have to ask yourself, like, you have to ask yourself in any business, look at anything. Like, ask yourself the question, why would somebody invest in you? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And what are they investing in you for? for yeah. So for me, as an example, in my 20s, I, people used to invest in me for music. They used to invest in me for TV shows. They used to invest in me for those types of things. Mm. As I've got older, people invest in me now more to deliver youth programs or to go in and advise on youth programs mm. or to go in and, um, you know, try and shape uh, at the moment as a project that's coming up, which is going to involve uh, migrant young people, refugee young people, mm. some young people from a pro and young people from a, a local traveler program and that is bringing them all together and over five days yeah. creating a couple of pieces of music which will then either get performed or, or get released we're not sure exactly which direction that's going to go in yet mm. but that is what i want to do i want to bring loads yeah. of different communities together because really and truly everyone that i've ever met in my life and on that trip in with the refugees in 2015 I mean, I genuinely met like doctors, nurses, lawyers, um, business people and families, mums and dads carrying their children and the only belongings that they've got in like a little rucksack or in some cases a plastic bag. And when you walk with these with these families, it, it could be my mum, it could be my dad, it could be my auntie, it could be my uncle, it could be like my neighbours, mm. it could be absolutely anybody and you walk with them and you can't help but taking on that energy that somber feeling you you share their tears you share their bread you share their life you share mm. their energy and you think to yourself my nan always used to tell me about when uh, world war ii was happening and um, she had to evacuate and stuff and you think we had to evacuate in europe and some other countries took us in different places took us in and now others are having to evacuate they're greeted by a wall of suspicion from people saying you're coming in and you're trying to take my jobs mm -hmm. and clearly i hope the british people can see now that nobody was coming to take your jobs because right now there's two million vacancies in this country and none of you lazy bastards want to fill them <laughs> so like what, what's going on do you know what i mean now they're having to call back the immigrants because nobody wants to take the jobs you couldn't make this stuff up mate this is 2021 and this is what we're living through and to be honest with you mice you know if you look back at what we were talking about 20 years ago in uk hip-hop like it's like we be careful what you wish for and words are powerful it's like all of us wrote all this conspiracy stuff all of us wrote about these masons all of us wrote about the one percent all of us wrote about the ibms and the uh, uh, you know all of these companies mm. and here we are 25 years later and we're literally living through the stuff we were listening to yeah. and it's like what 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 what's going on like what what's actually happening it's, at the moment yeah that's the weird part as well I, I don't know whether there's some people that didn't really listen to the music or not or what but you know that's what it felt like to me it's like oh shit this is yeah this is coming up then this is like what they were talking about and even in you know stakes is high 
in, in that album, Stakes is High de la Soul, there was little gems about all of this yeah. sort of stuff. And it's just like, rah, it baffles me how many people don't see it, but are from a certain era where you would have heard a lot of, uh, about this sort of stuff. The thing That's is, of continually being called a conspiracy theorist. You're a conspiracy theorist, Myers. You're a conspiracy theorist. And then, like, all these years later, you're like, damn, <laughs> I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm a prophet. Like, I was talking all this shit, and now it's happening. And for some people, it must drive them crazy. I mean, if you can imagine those that really deeply spoke about these types of topics, mm. right this second, they must all be losing their minds and, and, and genuinely actually losing their minds because this is like some Truman show shit what we're all going through at the moment you know yes. it's, a, it's divisionary it's, it's crazy man shout it's, to mr uh, green in uh in the chat room there's a few yeah big up all the heads in the chat room you're more easy reezy does it what's going on bruv shout to peter lewis kisser shout to nicole kisser shout to uncle barry O in the building jeez shout to lateral yeah, there's people giving you um, some mad props as well, brother. Um, well, thanks, guys. So anyone that ever yeah. listens to me, I, I thank you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, my parents don't listen to me, so thank you. No, they do, really. I'm joking. No, thanks, man. <laughs> and Mice, thanks for having me. And Dan as well, no, man. No, man. No, no, good, great, bro. This really is a wicked good. chat, man. Yeah. Like, uh, like, it's enlightening as well. So Mr. Green was saying, but it's always been happening, which is very true. So, like, going back to what you're saying about <clears throat> people talking about it, but in terms of the music, in terms of hip-hop music, there were people talking about it a lot. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. you know, even the Dead Prez and all that. Uh, you can even go back yeah. to uh, to yeah. uh, uh, probably Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five. Mm. You know, there's, there's stuff in it. It's, it's always been a bit. I mean, it's just been part of, of the culture. Of, of the culture yeah. Is that, like, it's about, it's been about trying to reestablish a separate community away from the mainstream community of you know uh, governments and and police and all the rest of it so it's mm. always it's always been about that i think in some ways the, the mainstream of of rap music has been so you know flat flattened and now it's just about tight trousers and auto-tune tattoo like, and chains on your forehead and that. yeah but but and and blood in your trainers and all this you know all this but it's but it's um it, the actual stream, the actual stream, the consciousness stream of hip hop is like, it's always been the same. Yeah. The consciousness yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. I believe I believe so, but I think more, more what I'm referring to is the fact that I can't believe that we're all sitting here and over the last 25 years, everything that we've been listening to is played out right in front of us. And yet there doesn't seem to be like a resistance as such. Mm. Like the, the sort of players I yeah, thought might be out there, like, yeah. you know, flying flags and being like, nah, dude, we're not going to stand for this. I don't really see them around. And I know that he's spoken about a lot in music, but I just wonder where we go. Like, where do we go from here? You can't expect because, musicians you know, to do anything. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why. They're, they're, just they're, to... they're just depressed. So, you know. <laughs> you know, there is, there is like, and, and depression is, is, um, the, is a direct result of a sick society. And it's a sick society that we've been putting we've been putting plasters over for so long, but really they need to be glued or it needs to be completely brought back down and then rebuilt again. Mm. And I, I struggle to see like where we're going to go with this, man. I mean, like, you know, we've got a lot of political rappers in this country. Some of them are more on it than others. Some of them are more outspoken than others. And some of them arguably like, you know, could do a lot more. 
Um, but it, it, it's not... Um, but then what can they do, the... you know? What can they do, really? You well, can... it's a... To Sorry, make... go, go on. No, I was going to say you can only work within your power. So if 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 all the power you've got is to is to write words, then that's your power. You can't you can't go beyond that level of your power and mm. you know try and change things too much. In you can you can change. Obviously, things change with words. We know that you know, we know you can change things with words because we've all read books that have changed our lives, mm. or we've all listened to songs that have changed our lives. But you know, musicians need to know that's like their skill is like trying to. Uh, trying to formulate their words in a way that it affects people mm. and not just like thinking, oh, I'm just going to water it down a little bit for this one or I'm just not going to try very hard. Mm. Or, and that's, what, that's the problem with allowing everybody the chance to do music or to be, you know, to everyone to rap. Not everyone's got something important to say. <laughs> and, not, and not the things that people think is important to say, not, ev not all of those things are actually important. You say yeah. you don't want to hear about my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some things are important to Tied people, but they're not important to others. So it's like, yeah. it's, you know, again, it's that whole thing. Like, you know, the guy that wants the Ferrari and then everyone goes, no, that's not the car you want. You want to get this one. You want to get that one. Like, leave the guy alone. Do you know what I mean? If that's what he's got his mindset on, let him just go and do what he's set on. Mm. I mean, you can make it in any game, in anything. If you apply yourself correctly, you will make it in any game. And this whole age thing mm. as well, which really does my head in, it's like, you could put a record out. Well, it happens all the time. I, I just recently had a record re-released from 1995. It was my first jungle record I ever put out. And mm. it got re-released at the start of last year. And it's like, that's something that came out so many years ago. But somebody discovered it, picked it up, contacted me and asked me if they could re-release it. And I was like, well, yeah. Well, that can happen with any of our music. Mm. Somebody might pick something up that you've done mice 20 mm. years ago and say, oh, can we use this on the Rice Krispies advert or something? Mm. And then you'll just be like, well, yeah, if you want to man like cha-ching and and it's the thing with music is it, it's there forever it's there forever especially if you put it out and it's registered and it's digitized or you know it's in a physical space other people can find it and they can appreciate it forever and ever and ever and it surprises me sometimes because you know when i look back at that album that came out in 2004 it's still getting plays on spotify it's still out there it still had over 60 million um plays via the Ronaldo there's a when Ronaldo was at Man United the first time there's mm. a clip of him doing loads of tricks and stuff and it's one of the songs of the about time album and it's been reached by 60 million people just on that platform alone so when you look at that type of thing it really uh, blows my mind how far music can travel and, yeah. and in areas where you least expect it to yeah like you yeah. didn't expect it you to see it on that show um or, um, you know, it crops up on a TV thing that you weren't even aware that it was on, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, that's my beat. <laughs> you just think, ah, oh, cool, that's nice, cha-ching. Mm. Um, wow. You know, but yeah, but I do think there's something I want to clarify here, uh, going back to what you guys were saying, should everyone rap? Or should some people you just tell them like don't bother? Yeah, everyone, no, everyone, everyone shouldn't be rapping, man. That's all. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'll just end it on. <laughs> go, no, go no, 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 but I, I think everyone <laughs> should rap and everyone should try and rap, but maybe some people shouldn't put stuff out. Like, do you know, what I mean? mm, you get to the point, point where you've done, you, you know, you, 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 because it's an expression. It's an expression. It's a bit like let's go back to an old school person who I'm sure might as well know the name of Marco Magic. Marco Magic fan, Marco <laughs> Magic, yeah, 
And he used to, he had this like little lisp and he's rapping and he used to rap really fast on the beat and he'd, he'd have his hand, yeah, hold on a minute. Like someone would come and try and grab the microphone. Yeah, hold up, bruv. Yeah. And I, and he'd always like, so solid, something to do with so solid. He'd always big up himself about, yeah, so solid. Yeah, big up to so solid. We got the number one, yeah. And I do believe it's number one for four weeks. Anyway, DJ, come with it. Bluefoot, if Bluefoot's locked in, he'll know because he used to like, we used to rate my mate. He bought us 12, 12 inch. I think it was um, a white label and it was like, what was it called? The ladies, what was his Grab, single, man? Go, the ladies champ. Go no, the ladies. Ah, come on, man. It was something like the ladies champ or the la ladies man or something. Marco Magic. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was on a, I, think it, I think we got a mixtape of it because we got sent, uh, we used to get sent demos all the time, innit, at Defcon. And uh, he was one of the demos in there. And the only reason I bring up his name is because I know a lot of people bring up his name and I've seen it up in other interviews. And I always think like, you know, you'll say Marco Magic. Yeah, he should rap because it brought him enjoyment. It brought him happiness. And whether you thought he was good or you didn't like him at all, it didn't matter. This guy we're no, still no. talking about, there was rappers around at that time who no. were really, really amazing. We don't talk about them anymore. No one brings their name up. And to be honest with you, I can't even remember half the names at that time, but I'll never forget Marco Magic. Wow. So, you know Nasty. what I mean? It's, it's, he brought a lot of love and enjoyment. I saw you smile when you thought of his yeah, name. Man. Every no, single right, person right. I mentioned that name to is the same reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, right. yeah, I, I think it's just the, the thing of like, there was a time when it, it, and it probably wasn't even like that. We just thought it was like that. But it was a time when you just felt like everything that came out was of a quality, was like of a standard that was high. But maybe it was just at that age, that's what it felt like, you know, at that, with that sort of experience that we had. See it there? Yeah, see. <laughs> I must have heard his name. <laughs> Shout out to Blue Fliggy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If Blue's locked in, you remember Bluefoot, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah he yeah, said his favourite, Marco Magic, his favourite. The LP was The Game of Death and the single, was it The Game of, oh no, The Game of Death and the single was, yeah, Lady's Favourite, that's it. Marco Magic, yes. <laughs> Blue's got both both releases, man. And, uh, I've, got the, I've got the demo somewhere. I've got the demo somewhere. I've what, got demo Lady's Favourite? I don't know which one it is, but it's just a Marco Magic demo from when we were at the DEFCON days and stuff, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I've got so what, many demos from people. Oh, uh, okay. See, I wonder who released it, because it I think it was a white label. Yeah, it wasn't us, man. Like, we were too busy, like, do you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, because it was the whole Manage time. I don't know if I met Marco Magic through Manage or something. Yeah, shout out to Manage, man. But, yeah, Manage has been killing it, man. And there you go. This is an example of progression. Like, Manage is an example. Like, mm. I think Manage has got better and better and better, mm. not just as a lyricist, but with his wordplay. But equally, at the same time, his beats he's making at the moment. It's yeah. like, yes, bruv. Like, yeah. respect. That Labs. whole Lab 79 stuff yeah. is, 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 um, is, it, is popping off, bruv. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, there's not anybody in this game I don't talk to. Like, there's everyone I still talk to. I've not fallen out with nobody um life is sweet like i try and get on with everybody um you know i don't know if anyone remembers i used to go to events and i used to take a friend with me he's he's not with us anymore sadly but he was a hedge fund banker mm. and he looked like a hedge fund banker 
And I used to take him to hip hop events with me because he was like really like uh, passionate about uh, hip hop, really liked it for, for whatever reasons he was really into it. But that's my example. I used to take him to places because he wanted to invest. He wanted to invest in the music. And there's some occasions where we got this close to really, really spending out on some quite big named artists. And then there was it always got to the last little bit and then the professionalism just wasn't there. Mm. And he was just like, why am I going to chuck 30 grand at that? It's just not going to happen. But he used to chuck, um, it's funny actually, the EOW finals one year where I got into the final with uh, Stig. Um, that year he helped to fund that um, that particular EOW. And that's it. a crazy thing for me, like being in a battle with Stig. Stig. I mean, I lost, but like, it doesn't bother me because at the end of the day, by then I'm in my thirties and I've got no ego, but also this is Stig and I'm in a battle and I'm in the final battling Stig. Like how the heck, where did this even come from? And how did this even come about? <laughs> yeah. This makes no sense to me. We're a completely, we're decades apart from one another. And he's a new school who I've got so much respect for. And I'm looking at him. Um, the reason I'm telling you this story is because we mentioned manage. So I'll break this story down for you quickly. Somebody never turned up for the EOW rounds. Yeah. And I ended up getting pushed into it. And I was like, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. And in the end, manage and snuff followed me around the club. And every corner I turned, they'd be like, bruv, you've got to do this. We're one down. We're one down. We can't do this without you. And in the end, they wore me down, man, like <laughs> hyenas on a lion or something. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Anyway, I won, man. I, got, I won and I got free to the final. And it was against wow. uh, some guy from Birmingham, Flip Tricks. And oh, then I shit. beat those two and then got free to the final, which was like a month later. And I don't think Flip's ever forgiven me because as far as I'm concerned, Flip's <laughs> much better than me, man. He's got lyrics and gameplay and like yeah, uh, yeah. an well, astute play, businessman. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, <laughs> sorry, Flip, bruv, you know? Yeah, so, big up to the High Focus crew, man. You know, Killing it. So, Killing it. <laughs> I think they're um they got is it I think they might be down in fabric on Friday. I think nice. this Friday they got um a showcase yeah, yeah, going they are. on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'll yeah. see that as well. Head yeah. down yeah, there if you can, mother lovers. Yeah, there the were push, people shouting um, out a few other labels as well. Blah Records, they're killing Blah, it. yeah, big up Blah man. <clears throat> yeah, Blah's done some amazing stuff actually. Like they've they've really like raised the flag. There's loads of I oh, see I, because I don't know if, if anyone doesn't know, but I host Poco Loco. So through Poco Loco, oh, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. to see everything, man. Like the Blast showcase was, I can't remember if it was 2019 or 2018, but that, that was an amazing showcase. So I just get to watch all of this side of stage or I walk out the front and just sit at the front watching it all, man. Yeah, but yeah I know, but I see you, bro. <laughs> I see you, bro. <laughs> the, quality, the quality of hip-hop in this country right now is the best that yeah, it's ever been. Yeah, come on. It's the best killing it's ever it been. now. Killing like, it now. It's the best it's ever That's been. That's definite, bro. And, um, we need to talk it up, you know, we need to talk it up. Yeah. The only thing I want to see is more professionalism, but also, um, you know, like we're a community, guys. We will really reap the rewards of being a community if we are a community. Stop cussing one another. Stop treading on people's toes. Stop thinking the next man's getting more than you. Just stay on your grind and work hard. And, you know, you will reap the rewards in the long run. It's just you've got to be in for the long run. You didn't mm. become a hip-hop artist or a rapper in the UK because you thought you was going to become a multi-millionaire. You did it because it was a way of you releasing your anger or your stress or it was your something you was passionate about. Your passion will make you rich. I'm not a millionaire, but I get, I'm, I'm a semi-professional musician and I'm a full-time paid to do music. Like, however you look at it, that's, that's my life now. 
Now, as a 14-year-old, if you'd ever said to me, oh, you're going to spend pretty much 75% of your life getting paid to do music, mm. I would take that. Mm. I'd be like, tick. <laughs> Give that to me, man. That, that, yeah. bring, that brings us round to a uh, nice segue round to the... Uh, Investigation. Maestro investigates. Shut yeah, up. you're right. If you, if you could go back to your 14 year old self and 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 tell him you're going to be a, a, a working musician. Yeah, you're right. We're in it. We're, we're. Shout out so, to um, Raisin Tubbs and We know I see you, mother lovers out there. <clears throat> yeah, man. The chat room's going off. There's nice, a lot. man. People are bigging you up. If I say everything, it's going to take forever. So, you know what I mean? You can check out the chat room if you're um, able. Yeah. But, yeah, um, <clears throat> this week's Mice Investigates. Where I got a freaking toad in my throat, man. Yeah. No frog, boy. Just to, just to bring it hell? just to bring it round to something a bit lighthearted at the end. Because it's been, it's been a really good... Uh, it's been like a really good uh, chat. And, yeah, you've said some absolute fucking... Knowledge that is deep, man. Uh, the thing is, I know he can get deeper as well, but he's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah, might yeah. think You've I'm got to hold back in a two-hour show. <laughs> he's talking about the shackles and all that. He's like, oh, yeah, but ask me any direct questions. <coughs> I'll be happy to answer them, mate. We'll, I can we'll, have, we'll have you. We'll have you back about the chakras and all that stuff. I think that. Yeah, yeah we should. I'd like to get deep into that because yeah. obviously you've been, you've travelled places as well, and you've got into some. I know you get into meditation and stuff like that as well. Uh bro, I've been in some deep places. <laughs> The deepest thing that has ever happened to me was surviving the worst earthquake in Mexican history. That was pretty deep. That was September 2017. So we're uh, celebrating the fourth year of that now, which is crazy, man. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that was, was that, it, man? That it was mental. Like it was literally mental. The walls were falling around me. The furniture was flying. It was just like something out of a movie. I, d- I can't even realize, I d- still to this day, I'm a bit like, shit, did that happen or was I dreaming it? But it actually really did happen, man. And I think those are the things and experiences where you draw on the knowledge of the chakras, where you draw on the knowledge of color therapy, when you draw on the knowledge of being able to breathe. I mean, if there's one thing human beings need to learn, it's to breathe. breathe. Push your tongue to the top of your mouth, breathe through your nose. <sighs> Exhale. Do this three times. If ever you're feeling stressed or anxious or angry, do it three times and then make your decision. Yeah? I'm going to punch the guy in the face. Do that three times. Then you might still punch them in the face. You, you might, might stop. The, you know, at least second. you won't be out of breath. You <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, by the second inhale, you box. Like, you'd be like, oh. no, but I, you're right, though. You're right. Breathing. Apparently, we don't breathe properly either. We, we're very shallow mm-hmm. breathers, aren't we? Um, and mm-hmm. it's and it's to do with all the stress that we have to deal with, like, you know, getting to work, coming back, what am I going to eat? Uh, well, oh, I've got to make sure I watch this. Oh, I've got to call blah, blah, blah. Uh, 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 got to scratch my bum. Oh, shit. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> scratch too hard. Yo, let's get into some mice investigates, man. Yeah, I mean. Let's go. You know what time it is, mother lovers. Mice diggy. Yeah, we missed this one. <laughs> we missed this one. Shout out to the crew locked in. This week, Mice Investigates, if you could go back in time to warn your 10-year-old self about the future, 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 what would be that warning? If you could go back in time to warn your 10-year-old self about the future, what would that warning be, mother lovers? So, Natty, what's what's your... Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, man, what would my warning be to myself? Um, To... I mean... 
Oh, it's a tough one, man. Yourself. I'm trying to work out how to get the balance right. But the main thing would be to try and get the balance between technology and nature. That Ooh, would right, be what yeah. I would try and tell myself. Try and get the balance between technology and nature. Because technology is a really beautiful thing. But we will have nothing if we lose nature. We won't even have the technology because everything will just be gone. So there's no point, you know. So that would be for me, like, you know, I really feel that as a society, as a, as a humanity, we, we need to nurture this earth. Forget all the climate change, like the, the policies and all of the things they're throwing at us, just from soul beings, so earth beings, we need to nurture and look after the ground that we walk on. I'm not saying worship it, but if you value the future, then worship it as well, you know. So that's what I would say, yeah, like, just try and get the balance between tech and nature. You can't be out there on the lawn uh, with your laptop on the AstroTurf. You know what I mean? You know, you've got fake plants and shit. Everything's just uh, silicone, <laughs> silicone no, out. Be, be professional. Be professional, man. I mean, in my early days of hip-hop, I had way too many laughs, man, before I started to get professional about wanting to make, uh, wanting to make music and stuff, man. I mean, I'll just give you an example. If you look at Pavan or you look at Blade, mm. professional. Mm. Yeah, from the jump. From the jump. Yeah, Pavan uh, you know, was on it from the jump, man. You know, set a goal, go for it, plan yeah. it out, execute it, professional. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah, uh, right. Flip tricks, professional. You know, the vision in place, everything's there, go for it, you know. Um, and sadly, in this country, uh, I feel like there's a lot of businesses, any business, not just music, but you might get a really good record label, as an example, and they're getting, just as they're getting somewhere, they run out of capital. And that's it. It's gone. And um, the Raucous would be a good, a good, good example well, of that. Or, word, or wordplay when it was with Virgin, uh, mm. when they re-released like the London Posse stuff. And then shortly after that, they had other artists and everything on there as well. And then they just dispersed and vanished. Um, Blade was on that as well, wasn't he? With the with the uh, Mark B and Blade album, yeah. I believe. Yeah, uh, man, taking it back, boy, taking it back, baby. All right, let's get into yeah. some answers then with this because you went deep there. That was actually, that was a really good answer there. It's like the, the find that, you know, that virtual line. Would it be virtual or it would be a real line? Would it be a natural line between technology and nature? It's a hard one because we're, we're going through it now, but you know what I mean? It seems to be leaning more technology where you're like, all right, bruv, hold on a minute. I don't know if I want to do all that shit though. You know what I mean? Let me just well, play with my computer. You know what I mean? We I are play literally some games. <laughs> there's there's people out there literally going for walks in virtual reality while staying in their houses. Oh, that's crazy. And you're kind of like, wow, okay, I understand the use of that for certain things, but actually, like, just go to the woods, guys. Like, just go and have a walk in the woods. Like, touch a tree. You know, you don't have to go all the way and hug it. Touching it, you never know, man. You might get some vibrations off it, you know. <laughs> Nothing wrong with hugging trees. Take your shoes off. You know what I mean? Walk around. You've got to take your shoes off. Walk around on the grass. People don't know how a, therapeutic that can be. say a ritual. Yeah, yeah. People don't know how therapeutic that can be, and it's a shame as well. Once you try it, you're like, oh. Walking on grass in bare feet. When you're smoking That's another grass. thing. That's a good tip for people. If you're stressed and that, just walk around your grass on the grass in bare feet. If you if you can find grass, obviously it's not as 
prominent as it used to be and it needs <laughs> cool. to be natural grass and none of that like artificially grown stuff as well mate you know what I mean? yeah so. well you know some people like they don't mind a bit of astro turf mate you know what i mean i put some astro turf on the balcony so kids will be good you know what i mean yeah <laughs> 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 Yo, you ain't got to water that shit you ain't got to mow it or nothing what would you look like though mowing the grass on the balcony oh mate you all right you all right sheila shout out to the neighbors boy <laughs> With Just one of those sit down mowers. Sit down mower. <laughs> down your fucking balcony. You were doing Austin Powers just back and forth. Uh, yeah, just got to get the corners. I'm trying to get the corners. How'd you get the corners in one of these? Uh, ain't bro. Yo, get a bigger balcony, mate. <laughs> so, Mice Investigates, if you could go back in time to warn your 10 year old self about the future, what would that warning be? And shout out to um, people that answered on this. Roscoe P. Coltrane. He said, avoid toxic people and hard mm-hmm. drugs. Stay in school and keep working on art. As uh, art, I was always praised for my drawings and was quite creative. I wish I stuck uh, stuck at it as I'm no longer able to do it very well. <laughs> know your real friends. I know snakes allowed probably... What's that? Fails under toxic people, so I'll tr- I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a stream of thought right there. But yeah, he went in. Avoid toxic people for real. How do you know they're toxic though? That's the thing. And how can you avoid it? Yeah, exactly. And some some most toxic people you won't know they're toxic until you've already done a deal with them, and then you're like, ah, now they've twisted. Now they've changed. Now the deal's done. Yeah, you know that's I mean? when you find oh, yeah. out that people are toxic. You know what I mean? You got yeah. That, that, what do they call them? The is energy not, vampires. Yeah, or... energy vampires. That's it. People where <laughs> it's yeah. like, yo, why do I feel like shit all of a sudden? And you're rambling. It's crazy. Out. Yeah. But you I know, don't... some some energy just just doesn't work. Some you energy just that. doesn't work. You know, and you don't have to like everybody. You don't all have to get on. But it doesn't mean to say they have to be nasty to you or vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just cool. You don't get on with Let's me. Fine. On, have a nice day. Enjoy life. It's like. I'm loving your microphone, Dan. What was <laughs> the pink mic with the orange foam top? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. Best one, man. It's like you're at a festival, bro. That's why you're taking it. Some back sort out. of more like a parade than a <laughs> festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dan, hey, oi, oi, Dan, South, <laughs> drop me. Shout to Upfront. <laughs> Shout to Split Fro- Profits crew. Upfront said I'd warn myself ten years ago. Very quickly, don't procrastinate. Yeah. yeah don't procrastinate yeah that's really true actually like if you're going to do something yeah. do it and also if you've got music sitting on your hard drive get it off your hard drive and put it out mm. you know, get it out there yes you know ah. unless you're a terrible yeah. rapper then don't get it out you're there right. just keep it you're for right. you and your friends <laughs> you know what I mean uh, you're right you're right man you're right we're all guilty of that man just like there's just stuff where you're like oh I've got to finish that oh yeah I've got to finish that oh I've got to finish that then you move on to the thing two, t- two three years later you're like Oh shit! I forgot I needed to finish that. Thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You yeah. should do a, um, you should do a we decide section where people can send their demos into you, mice. I mean, you listen through them, and then your audience decide whether or not they should release the record or not. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> nice idea. <laughs> yeah, you you make you know what I mean. Friends and enemies off of the back of that, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, but, There'll know, be yeah, be... couple people who like yeah, but yeah, I do like that idea though. That's a, if people were down for it. Yeah, you know I mean, they that trust my judgment enough. 
just trust. You could be, you could be our very room. own Canadian dad. Do you know what I mean? Just like literally, like go yeah. through it, like rinse everybody out or praise them, and then like happy days, man. You know? Yeah, that's a good maybe, idea. You know? Maybe start a uh, label. So filter off some of them. Oh uh, no, we get hey. we get Joey back for that. We'll get, him <laughs> yeah. back to run get the tax money back. Yeah, off something. Jesus, uh, boy. Turbo Tubalicious, don't hang out with that Kevin guy. Yeah, very funny. This mother lover right Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, cracking up. Turbo, is that someone you... Do? Yeah, he's trying to be funny there. Thanks for that, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Blade. Blade said, avoid the person who smiled with you when they were gaining from your good energy, but showed their true colours when you stopped helping. Because they proved some, they, they proved themselves to be selfish and all about themselves, and showed they were all about me, me, me. Den, 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 den. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I was trying to do. I don't know. He's, 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 he's gunning that. He's gunning that. I don't know, but why? You know what I mean? If man was to break it down, if I was to break it down using Gematria, yeah, nah, joke. <laughs> No, um, I don't know. Like, obviously, he's been through a lot, man. So for him to say that, I wouldn't know who exactly, because you know. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he has been through a lot, yeah. man. There's a lot of. Um, I sure, think it's just be about being respectful, over. man. Like, I don't know where it's where we lost the fact that it's not cool. They need to be respectful. It's like it's a simple thing. It's, yeah, yeah. It's almost like people now. It's not. It's the opposite now. Like it's. It's more. You're weird if you don't abuse somebody or you don't go along with the. Oh, well, they're shit. Yeah, they're proper shit. No, they're really shit. That whole negative energy vibe, but then just grows on mass and grows wow. on mass and grows on mass. You know, it's. Um, I guess as you get older as well, when we think about it, my like back twenty years ago, we're all young. We're all in vibrant yeah. energy. Stuff that we'd really find funny then. We might hear now and go, actually, I don't think that's really yeah, funny. Yeah, you might have, yeah, or, or I wouldn't have written that now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wouldn't write that lyric now. I just yeah, wouldn't say I that. So. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you're right about that. And, you know, that even leads to, shout out to Bluefoot. He said he's been going to the woods for years and people always used to take the piss. And it's very true. Like back in the day, like, like Stro, you know what I mean? He'd be like, Rab, mm -hmm. you should come camping. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know if I can... You know what I mean? I'm in a block of flats, like on the ninth floor. Like, what do I know mm. about camping out in there? You know <laughs> camping what I mean? But on as you, like you said, yeah, like okay, Astro Turf. I might. I don't think I would camp on the balcony actually, because them fucking pigeons. When I think about them pigeons, man, Jesus. And they, anyway, yeah, <laughs> don't even let me. Don't let me get started, bruv. But yeah, Blue used to go, he, he used to do the camping thing. He's got all these tents, this, that, and the third, sleeping bags. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, brother. Now, I'd be like, yeah, camping, it's a good idea. You actually, you really, you don't even realise at the time, but I think it's when you get back, you feel like, oh, shit. Mike, you know, are you confessing to us that you've never stayed at any of the festivals you've played at? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I've camped now. That's what I'm saying. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now, as you get older, you realise, like, oh, this shit's actually... Yeah, but festivals is a little bit different, though. Like, <laughs> let's be real, man. It's not the same thing as, like, going out in the woods, middle of nowhere type camping, you know what I mean? Not even like I've even no, no, gone that cool, deep, cool. but... Yeah, that's the type of shit. Uh, Blue, Blue Blue's on about to. wild camping. Yeah, yeah. Well, wild yeah, camping. Wild camping. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when well, you don't know what's going on. Ow, ow, ow. 
Ooh, you don't know where that's coming from. Bro, a beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything. So looking at bugs like, wow, is that edible? You know what I mean? Yeah. Boiling river yeah. water. Jeez. Just have a cup of tea. Yeah, he was one of the first people I knew that had like, he had some device that he's like, sure, if I, I can get like mud water and then it turns into water <laughs> that I can drink. I was like, bruv, you're talking shit, man. Oh, they're pigeons. Yo. <laughs> oh, they're like pigeons. You just trick. get mud, yeah, like like just some kind of fuck, whatever water, scoop it up bruh, and, it, and it filters it in some way where you can drink the rest of the shit. I was like, nah. That's, but, See, but that's, that's survival. Technology. That's technology and nature working together right mm. there. Ooh, see it there. So it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, some form of digital. When we think about technology, we're always thinking about, oh, my computer, my phone, my t- laptop, mm. my tablet, my watch, my fucking buds. <laughs> yeah. It can just be something yeah. as simple yeah. as a water filter, yeah. I'm not going to cuss anyone who's got buds. Mr. Green, way, but, but, I'd say yeah. to my 10-year-old self, don't bet on Arsenal to win the Champion League or England to win the World Cup. Yeah, I don't think that's... Yeah. You don't need to... That's the waste. That's, you know what I mean? You should know that from back then. From you know, if, if, if I could, if <laughs> I could go and see from... my uh, 10-year-old self, I'd uh, warn them to uh, copyright the word Google. I think I mean, that's what I'd warn them to do. That's that's a, that's mm. a good one, man. It's a good Copyright one. Copyright yeah, the yeah, word yeah, yeah. Google. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd buy all the rights to Michael Jackson's music. <laughs> yeah, well, you might get in trouble for that. Way. You might get in trouble yeah, for that, yeah, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like what I saw read the other day. I don't know how true it is, but I read somewhere that Eminem cussed him, which he did in one of the songs. So he went and bought his whole um, back catalogue. They like went and bought all the masters to his music, so he gets paid every time that he gets played or something. Who, Michael Jackson? I was just like, yeah, and I was just like, well, I don't know if that's real or not, but um, if he did do that, that's just jokes. Wow. <laughs> that is big pimping, boy. Like, yo, I'm going to buy it. So everything you do, I earn off of it now, bitch. Exactly. Yeah, some craziness, man. And I, then I've look been, what um, happens. Hmm. Didn't 50 Cent do that with Ja Rule or something? I I'm, not sure. Wrong, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But if, if Michael Jackson did do that, because that was when you're talking about when he bought a whole bunch of um, Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, some rah. Mice investigates. The investigation And I wonder continues. who's got that account now. I wonder who's got all of that money now and sits on that now. That'd be interesting to find it, out. I guess it'd it? be his estate. Mm. Yeah, man. It's all, what's they saying it in life? Follow the money trail. If you want to know what's money. going on anywhere, isn't it? It's follow the money Bruv, trail, man. We've been following Except... the money, boy. And now we know where it's leading to, man. And you know what I mean? Dan said it a few weeks ago. And it's, it seems like the only way is now we know it's like it's time to boycott. Like we can't give them any more power. None, no more of our energy. Boycott all of that shit, that system that's, you know? Got well, I think you, you, you genuinely have to think, what, where are you buying from? Mm. What are you wearing? Yeah. Like, what do you support? Like, because it, those choices do make a massive, huge difference to what's going to happen, you know, next and for the foreseeable future. Mm. But then uh, the other thing I'd say, though, is, you know, you get a, like a brand that comes up, which is all ethical and beautiful. And then eventually, like Unilever or one of the, you know, there's only four big companies, isn't there? But Unilever's one of them. We'll come in and then buy it. Or Coca-Cola will then come in and buy it. And you're just like, well, okay, so we've lost that brand now. 
So you try your best to support something, but eventually it gets swallowed up by the bigger brand anyway. So then what do you do? Like, you know, then go and find the next smaller brand until it gets swallowed up. Or do, or as a people, can we stop the big brands from buying everything up and bring in new rules that mean you can't do that anymore? I, I don't know, man, the way forward. But how do you stop the monopoly? That's that's the question. Yeah, can you stop the monopoly, mm. isn't it? Yeah, Can the only way to stop it is to just set up another board next to the game. their game. No, I'm serious. You know, you just set up another board next to their game and just start a new game. Yeah. That's it. You can let them carry on with their game. You just start your own new game next to it. It's, a, it's pointless trying to change a whole system. That's already. It's not going to change one bit because the system is set up for all of the things that it's doing. So if you like step in and say, can we just change this one bit? The fact that you're asking them if you can change yeah, a bit yeah. of their system, it's obvious what the answer is <laughs> going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've really got to change. You've got to just build your own system. That's really all it is. Like as a parallel, parallel, uh, you know, uh, way of life. A parallel system. I yeah, alongside. Yeah. It. I think um, like, like things like the cryptocurrencies are kind of leveling, leveling the playing field slightly. Because it means, like, you know, even Joe Bloggs up the road has got the same opportunity as, you know, Elon Musk, as an example, to get the same losses and the same gains. The only difference is, like, Joe Bloggs might only be putting 10 grand in and Elon can go and put in, like, you know, 10 million. But still, the, the, the interest you're going to earn on it is the same interest. So if you're, mm. if you're in on it and you, you feel like you can take the risk and you want to play that type of game, then I think it's kind of leveled the playing field for people that want to actually make some money fast. Equally, you can lose money on it as well. But if you play it right, I think it's a, it's a win-win situation for most people. But you, you still uh, got to cash out and, and, and cash back into their system. So it's, you know. it's yeah, 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 completely. That's, that's completely. the thing about, yeah, that, that's the thing about that in, in a sense is that you're still kind you're, of working. You're doing within... it to cash out at some point, obviously. You want to make a, you want to try and use it to make money. Or to you know yeah. to to set yourself up, but at some point you got to buy out again, and then that means you're back in the system. You're back in the system. Yeah, it's oh, let's see. It's so, big old complicated so thing. Mice's next investigates should be like, how do we change the system? <laughs> Mice investigates bringing bringing a new system in. Bringing the, <laughs> the new system I don't in. even want to read what people say for that shit, man. Mice investigates moving to an island and setting everything up again from the yeah. beginning. Like. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like a computer but, game, hey, naked, just a stick. Investigates, how do we take down the cabal? <laughs> you, can still, um, you can still buy little islands for about a quarter of a million pounds, can't you, off like the UK coast and stuff. So maybe that, maybe that's what we should do. Let's Get do a, a fund. crowdfund. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> them islands yeah, exactly. are kind of mad. They're like mad high and it's just a little piece of land. Yeah, like, I how know. are you fucking getting up there in the first place anyway right, like, yeah. they're so you can go and camp, camp there and you'd love it yeah well you have to get there by a helicopter innit yeah I reckon so yeah probably yeah. probably man <laughs> probably so yeah, uh, no, either I, that or they just shoot you off with one of those massive huge like uh, you know what are they called man they used to use them in the old days to knock down castle walls. I can't think what they're what called. A, a trebuchet. Is that what it's called? A yeah. trebuchet. Wow. I think that's what you go. Oh, it's the, we need uh, a hand clap. I'm the pronunciation guy. Trebuchet. <laughs> that, that sounds like a great name for an album. 
trebuchet, right? Or even a band. Yeah. The trebuchet band. This is where your listeners are going like, what are this lot talking about? Middle class podcast where they're just talking <laughs> French. <laughs> I'm just going to go and get my Prosecco. Give me a second. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly, I'm just going to tell the uh, butler to go look after the shagwars outside. <laughs> shagwars outside, yeah. Yo, so... Uh, we'll carry on with some more uh, answers. Shout out to Strange Neighbor. Shout out to the Revorg Records crew as well. Mm. They're killing it. Yeah. And RLD. Revolve, yeah. yeah. Shout out mm. to RLD crew. Them lot are killing it as well. Um, and Strange Neighbor, he says, find what makes you happy and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Find what makes you happy and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Alive, yeah, yeah, yeah. alive underscore EU. Stay in focus. And not listening to the bullshit. <laughs> See, what if um, what you if know? you like being a serial killer? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't focus on doing the things shouldn't. you love no. if that's what it is. Yeah. Find what makes you happy. Oh, these are all these are all yeah. things you'd say to your ten year old self. I'd say to your ten year old self, people. don't start killing cats and small animals because it will lead nowhere. Yeah, it will lead to bad things, <laughs> yeah. man. You want to turn terrible. off your... What the fuck? <laughs> Don't start killing cats. You're like, oh, what's killing a cat? How do you kill a cat? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Then you started it, yeah. Nah, yeah, well, I, I get what he's yeah. saying, though. I do get what he's saying, man. Yeah. And staying focused... Not listening to the bullshit, man, but you do, how do you know? You just don't know it's bullshit until after the fact. And then you start learning what the bullshit is. You're like, oh, he's bullshitting as he's saying it. But until then, and that might take a good 30, 40, even the hundreds of bullshits until you realise what bullshit is. And you're like, oh, mum is bullshitting me from the what's back. The, um, what's the, um, the it's, like a, it's been recognised where you uh, lie, yeah. but you don't recognise your lie. So you don't mm. believe your. So you could pass a poly test, uh, polygraph test, because you don't. You actually believe what believe you're saying, you're even saying, though what yeah. you're saying is a lie. Yeah. I can't think what what it's called, but there's Narcissist? a word for it. Just the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, there's a, yeah, there's another really thing for bullshit. it, but yeah, narcissism is definitely on the uh, or definitely on that agenda. It'll come back to me at some point, but it's a bit like that. You know how that uh, with Munchau's um, syndrome, you fall in love with your. Um, you know your oppressor is something along those lines but you genuinely genuinely believe what you're saying is the truth so if you put me on a polygraph even though what i'm saying is a lie i believe it's the truth so i would pass the polygraph because mm. it wouldn't it wouldn't re- register mm. so yeah so some people who talk shit and mm. are, are you know negative it could be completely because they're wired differently and it might not actually be that they're an arsehole, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, you know what? Uh, like, I have to agree. There's, I think there is an element of that with some people because there's certain personalities that do have, they just, it's like they can't help but have some form of lie within their sentences. You know, I've noticed that. There's a few people I know where I'm like, right, it's like you've always got a, yeah, 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 I'll do this. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's your wired yeah. in a way where I, I guess you enjoy doing that, you know? So that might be a thing like what Strange Neighbor was saying. And it depends what you're lying about. Like if I told people like, I don't know, my um, dad's like, um, what's his name? 
AJ the boxer. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like people are going to go, of course he's not. You're lying. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's an obvious lie. Do you know what I mean? So I guess it depends. If you're lying because you're making people laugh, mm. then um, carry on lying. Do you know what I mean? As mm. long as you're not harming anyone. It's when the lie becomes harmful. <laughs> that's when it's dangerous, man. Yeah, it's all right lying to yourself, but it's not all right lying to, <laughs> lying to other people. Um, well, it's affecting other yeah. people. It's all right, telling yourself, yourself you think you're great. Yeah. yeah, just look yeah. in the mirror and lie. Man, I'm just still get it all out. Just while you're brushing your teeth. In the mirror. Like, That's it, yeah. Even while you're brushing the teeth, just so you don't have to hear, really hear that shit. In the mirror, I get it all out, bruv. All out. Have a good shower. That's a good idea. Just wash yeah. all the bullshit out. Yeah. <laughs> Douche if you need to. <laughs> if you literally need Bring to get it. that bullshit yeah. out. That's it, yeah. You know what I mean? Shout to Hydrofunk Records. They said, get the fuck out of society and get yourself land. Yeah. 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 Good advice that. to a 10 year thinking old. about that island now, 10 year old. <laughs> <laughs> 10 year old thinking what, about that like island. Legoland or something? What sort of land? <laughs> yeah. Yo. Get yourself some really good Lego. No, I, earlier on, I did say I would tell my 10 year old self to not sell. And it's not. This is not because I'm a nerd or anything. I'm not, but n- not to sell all your Star Wars toys, in uh, and buy He-Man. Ooh, don't 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 we, cash out of yeah. Star Wars and cash into He-Man because He-Man's not going to be as long-lasting as Star Wars. And you'll right. make money out of your Star Wars stuff. But He-Man, pff, who cares about? Mama sold. The, he sold the Star Wars shit for He-Man shit. Can you believe that? He's just taking me somewhere, man. I gave all my Star Wars stuff <laughs> away. Oh, I've unzipped him. You like, fucked up, I've unzipped man. him. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you gave all your Star Wars stuff away. Pretty magic. I can't, yeah, don't, man. You're just taking me somewhere. I can just see it all now. My little Luke Skywalker and my at and my like, yeah, just gave it to the kid next door. And now, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, you passed it on. Hopefully they didn't just dash it away like, Sold it. It's old school, man. (laughs) Saved it. Uh, Yeah, they definitely dashed it away, mate. Yeah, they probably (laughs) sold it and made millions out of it. It's where I was going to make all my money. (laughs) (laughs) So you you tell your 10-year-old self pretty much the same thing I tell my 10-year-old self. Don't give away all the Star Wars toys. Yeah, don't give away all the Star Wars toys. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I think... um, I'd probably tell my 10-year-old self, um, you know, it's okay to cream your elbows. I know exactly what I tell my 10-year-old self. Don't believe the history they teach you at school. (laughs) What cream are you using, mice? (laughs) I think back then I was on the, um, it was either Astral, Cocoa Butter, or uh, on the brass times it was Vaseline. You know what I mean? Vaseline was like, but it's just the elbows bit and my legs as well. I didn't know that, you know what I mean? Around them ages, I didn't know that I was supposed to um, cream my legs and all that. And so, uh, you know, my nickname back then was Scream for Cream. <laughs> yeah. Cream. Yeah. I love it, man. It's just brilliant, cream, man. So... No, but the thing is, we don't, do we? Guys, mate, like, do you know what I mean? Now nah, I'm not going to put cream so. on my legs. Why would I want to do that? Do you know what I mean? Let them leave, let's leave them like they are. Do you know what I mean? I'm a man. And then you just think, nah, mate, like you need to sort your legs out. You can't be going out like that. Yeah, and shorts on as well. You got remember, I got shorts on, so it's like, it's just that's it. That's all you can see is just crackhead looking legs with the knees and <laughs> and the elbows as well. 
Yeah, life was hard, man. What was your What was your nickname? What nickname did you have when you was like? What's your embarrassing nickname? Well, me at school when you was a kid, yeah. Oh, bruv, like, well, my name's Nathaniel. So, like, Nathaniel the Spaniel. Like, you know what kids are like? <laughs> Nathaniel the Spaniel. And still to this day, I think to myself, guys, you were shit. You had no vocab at all. Man. You had no wordplay. You had no wordplay whatsoever. If that's all you could come up with. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that was, that was some funny shit, man. And, yeah, that was it, really. And then all I grew up in Kent as well, so you could use the packy like that was that was something that used to get thrown around quite whoa, a lot. Do you know whoa, what I mean? Um, you know, that was a lot. That was a lot, man. Growing up back then, um, that was that was pretty. Well, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, like even now, even now, like my my um, my fifteen year old nephew, the first time the N word was dropped on him, he was he was eight years old, and that was in a supermarket. That was in Sainsbury's, man. But this is this is the thing. Like when I look at it, like I when I look at society, like we should have eradicated that by now. There's no place for any of the racism stuff. That should have way gone, man. We're so diverse as a society around the world, you know, as a community yeah. and as a species that you think that shit would have been completely, completely dead by now. Nah, but, um, but it's useful. Reason, it's useful, Naf. you got, you got to remember, remember, yeah. remember, man, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a tool that... Weed them out. Yeah, it can help you divide and conquer if you need it you know what I mean you just tell these lot that these lot said something about these lot and then these lot will, you know what I mean yeah man that's the thing it's like you're right it should have been but wow it hasn't been and why the fuck hasn't it been it's like you know what I mean yeah. feed the world how long ago was we screaming feed the world and they're still doing it after all these millions like what come on Science going on. Science going on, man. Something, something's definitely going on, man. Well, yeah. it's like Yemen. No one wants to talk about it. It's like they're like Yemen. Like, yeah, that country that we're paying to be bombed at the moment. Does anyone want to stop their taxpayers' money being used to go and bomb it? I would like to. So how do you do that? Do you know what I mean? It's like, too busy it's, it's, trying it's to crazy. get petrol. Bruv, we're out here too busy trying to get petrol, man. You can't be thinking. You want yeah. man, man, to we talk can't, about yeah. Yemen. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless Yemen's willing, unless Yemen's willing to part with some of their petrol, most people, <laughs> most people don't is. want to talk about it. If it someone is, said Guess Yemen's going to give us their petrol, they'd be like, "Yemen, oh god, I love Yemen now." Yeah. Sort out Yemen, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's you know, that. that's that's it. People are trying to, people are getting pushed more and more into just day to day living rather than long term stuff. You know, rather than thinking about the history and the future people are now stuck in this thing of like, right, what have I got to do today and tomorrow? Mm. It's becoming more and more like that. It's becoming more and more like it is in the third world where you're living day to day. And that's, well, you know, but because most well, people we... are now living month to month and week to week. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Reality. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just, that's, it's become part of the process, but it shouldn't be this way. The, 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 you know, the wages should match what we, is we're going out and purchasing and it's not happening. And this is why it infuriates me, man, because you're the, some of the, most of the young people I work with are the ones that are in a desperate situation or their families are in a desperate situation. Yeah. And it's that whole classic thing of like, you know, I, I don't have a, a limitless, I don't have that much money that I can just keep going. Yeah. We'll invest in that. We're investing that we're investing that. Mm. But just, as an example uh, for the last six years um i've been invested in a refugee program 
Um, I've been re investing in two disability programs. Um, one's in London, one's in uh, Margate, the other one's the refugee projects in London as well. And all of these programs and projects are support continually every year. I go and find the money and then we go in and we deliver whatever it is that the young people want. Jeez. But if we didn't do that, this is no joke, this is God's honest truth, man, on my heart, man. If we didn't go in and deliver on those programs, the programs would close because it's not just about what we deliver. Mm. Us being there means that they can invite X amount of young people. Mm. And if we didn't have that staffing number, there would be no project for the young people. Like zero. It wouldn't happen. It would be closed down. And that is the society that we're living in. Like parents want help for their children. Parents want help for themselves. But we as a society are not allowing that help to be you know, given to them. Mm. And that's what needs to change. And it's, and it's through policy that this is happening. And it's draconian policy and policy that was fit. It wasn't even fit in the 60s, 70s and 80s. But it's a policy and policies that are still in place now in 2021. Mm. And, you know, really and truly, we should all be out on the street marching about this stuff the same way we try to march against the Iraq war happening. But I just believe that everyone's worn out and everyone's been worn down so much after the last two years that it's kind of the last final, you know, the last final division between society, especially in the UK at the moment, is those who are vaccinated and those who are unvaccinated. And, and it's not going to change. It's, the divisions are going to they're going to try and keep wedging these divisions between us until something collapses and then it has to be rebuilt again. And we really are, in my personal opinion, on the verge of that collapse before mm. we rebuild, hopefully, a better society. But it could equally become a worse society, you know, if that's possible, considering what we're going through and living through at the moment. The ground needs, what do they call it? Toiling. The ground, we need to turn it over. Everything needs to be flipped. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, really, for things to be the way they're supposed to be, it's either, like, everything turns on its head, so it's, you know, we get the we, we get the realness, like, this is really how we're supposed to live, or we just have a society outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a bunch of people now all around the world, let alone, you know, in the UK and whatnot, that are kind of prepared to do that because you're really seeing what's going on and what it's doing, how it's affecting the children, you know, which is like one of the reasons I wanted to get you on is because obviously you work with, you've worked with children for a long time. And, you know, what we're going through at the moment is like obviously unprecedented. It's something that we've never seen. You know, and then every, all, all the build up to it's always been on the news just here and there. But then how do you see them dealing with what's going on at the moment? Like the last sort of, you know, year and a half, nearly two years of all this. Are, are children, are they dealing with it well? You know, what, what kind of uh, energy do you get from them? I think some do, are dealing with it really well. I think others are literally on the verge of having some sort of breakdown. And it's tough to say that, but mm. there's a lot of um, vacancy. So when I say that, I mean, like, you know, you're talking to them, but in the eyes, there's, there's, there's yeah, nothing yeah. there. There's mm. no, like, drive. There's no passion. There's no, you know, we want to do this. And then the other side of it is don't forget, like, with, the, for instance, the refugee programs as such, um, you're trying to bring love and enjoyment and passion and energy to young people who potentially could just get moved away next week mm. or within the next few weeks 
their lives are so uncertain. They don't know what support they're going to get and from what corner it's going to get from. Mm. So they're trying to support their families. You know, um, older brothers are trying to support their younger sisters. Younger sisters are trying to support their younger sisters and mm. so on and so forth. And that network is just trying to really, really like um, come together to be supportive. But we're going to have a lot of mental health issues, not just from the students, but from the teachers as well, because mm. everyone is really, really suffering burnout. But as I was saying earlier, my like for you and I, we're adults, so we can sort of like navigate the the the, um, <clears throat> the terrain and work out the best way that we are going to get through it, however difficult yeah, it's going like to be. Yeah, like how you said but, that. That's smooth. That's smooth. You know, but for a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old, you've literally just gone and taken away their whole support network, which is their friends and everywhere and everything they do. And you've told them all to stay at home, and the only communication you're going to have with anybody is through this here. Mm. which again technology can be the most beautiful and wonderful place but when you're dealing with young people who already have young people issues they need love and they need face-to-face attention they need to be able to communicate with you like you can't always tell through a zoom call what's going on in that young person's life but i guarantee that if you get them in front of you Mm. you'll soon you'll soon enough know the problems that they're facing and how you can best go around um, supporting them. Mm. I mean, I work with young people who are on the verge of being arrested for stealing food. And then you find out, well, why are they stealing food? Well, there's no food at home. So please, can we not arrest the kid over the food? Can you please leave it with me? And I will work out a strategy and a plan to try and find out why this kid's not being fed. Mm. Uh, This is in modern day Britain. This isn't an isolated incident. This is an incident that happens all the time. Um, just, Just before the pandemic hit, one of my young people, um, young person, he's um, 12, was running uh, from the youth club to his house, which was around the corner. Mm. Um, in the air, he's holding two loaves of bread that we had got and collected from the co-op and then distributed to the kids. And he's dancing in front of the car to me like with his two loaves of bread, just so happy that he's taking two loaves of bread home to his <laughs> mum. That's that's Jeez, modern day Britain, man. And, it, and it's like, and, and this is the stuff that I'm seeing on on a on a regular basis. And I'm like, you know, it makes me laugh. Of course, I want to be at Glastonbury playing on stage with different organisations I work with, rapping in front of ten thousand people. But it doesn't satisfy me the same way that it does of supporting and nurturing a refugee program or a disability project for six years straight, you Mm. know, and watching the 12-year-old become 18, the 16-year-old become 22, and so on and so forth, you know. So it's... It's um, We're going to have problems, bruv. Yeah, I feel it, man. I feel it. And and exactly what you're saying about the blank stare, like, I get that a lot, like, talking to kids, and you're just like, oh, man. You know, they don't even want to really go there anyway, and I don't blame them because it's just kind of unreal, you know, this is the stuff that you see in movies, but now it's like in your face 24-7 and everyone's talking about it or you're always reminded about it in some form or way. And it's just like, man, crazy. Shout to Mr. Uh, Trick. Shout to Mr. Trick. I'll see you tomorrow night for real, bruv. He says, Natty for PM. And uh, I, who's I, that, I, Mr. Trick? I'm, yeah. Uh, big up, Mr. Trick, man. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, mind that, bro. man. I'm telling you, nice, the way nice. you're talking, bruv, like, it feels like you, you could represent the people in the in the way that the people are supposed to be represented. But obviously, it's like getting into that field is a whole different, <laughs> there's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? I've been asked a few <laughs> times to do certain things like that. And the thing with it is, I just couldn't do it because 
it would prevent me from really saying the things I need to say yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 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 and trust yeah, me, like, you know, when I need to, I will walk into anybody's office and tell them straight about what I think is going wrong and what they need to do in order to prove it uh, and to improve it. And nowadays, you know, I get asked by organizations to go and check what they're doing and is it like, does it fit with what they're trying to do? Because the trouble we've got now is everyone's too scared. Like they tiptoe around one another like a dance. Uh, like, you know, like you were saying about the peacock thing earlier, like, you know, they're all sort of dancing to one another and mm. positioning and posturing. But this isn't getting action. This mm. isn't getting things sorted. What we need to do is like, right, this project over here needs eight grand. With eight grand, they can do this for the year. OK, wicked. I'm going to go and find the eight grand. Fuck all the other people that say they're going to give us grants and then they don't give us anything. I'm going to make it happen. Then you go out, you find the money, you make it happen, you go back, you deliver the project. What happens next year? Who knows? But we're, we're, you continue and you move forward with it. Mm. But yeah, you know, anyone can do this. The more people out there setting up small programs and small projects, this is how we build communities. But then after you've built the community, I mean, I work with so many different organizations, not just here, but around the world. Um, because I'm open. We are a community. Mm. Uh, my door is open. You want you want to come and work with me? Let's work together. Mm. Uh, there's never a like, oh, no, I can't work with you because of this and because of that. There are certain safeguarding issues why there's certain people I can't work with. You know, so to, depending on what your criminal record might be, there may be certain projects that you, yeah. you can't come and join in on, but that doesn't mean to say you can't do others. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And we have many different people from backgrounds who done things in the past that they they feel bad about and now they're rectifying that by coming in and talking to young people to make sure that those young people don't go down that same route and that's really um not just admirable it's really um engaging and it's really um what's the word i'm looking for uh empowering it's a deep it's deep it's empowering. It's empowering, not just for the young people, but it's empowering for that person who might mm. have done something in the past to be able to share how guilty they feel about it mm -hmm. and how they want to make a difference for other people and for the future. And if we can all make small steps and small changes like within our own circles, then everything will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know, maybe your feed the world idea is not a bad one. And we should get like all of the labels together in the UK and we should put on one massive, huge hip hop jam and do it for like some sort of cause that we all believe in and then donate the money to that cause or even like, you know, actually run the cause ourselves, you know, mm. put on something for the young people and do something like that. Maybe That's we'll have to tap idea, Blade man. up and um, a few of the others and see like mm. what can be done. John yeah. Z and all those guys and yeah. see what we can do. You know? That's a good idea, man. That's a good idea, bro. For real. Something, and you know, like you said, of the culture as well, like not just, you know, anything. It's just like, all right, this is where it's Hip hop you know, has changed the world, doesn't it, yeah, Mice? Yeah. I mean, hip hop's changed my life. It's changed your life. Yeah. And, yeah. and if it wasn't for hip hop, I wouldn't have done all the fundraising I've done and raised all the money for those other projects because I would never have had the confidence to do it. So, you know, it's not just about the lyrics, the beats and the stage presence. It's about what your aptitude and your attitude to what you do afterwards and with it. Mm. That's what's going to make a difference to your life and those around you. So. Yeah. Jeez, man. Matty dropping some gems. Shout to Tom Arnott. He says, we live in a post-political world. They no longer have the answers. It's with the people like Natty and hundreds more like him up and down the country where the future and answers lie. Deep, deep respect. Yep. And yeah, more seconds that. I third that because definitely it's um, 
refreshing to hear these sort of words. Do you know what I mean? And this sort of inspiration come from somebody because it's, you know, <clears throat> there's so much going on that you've, you kind of find it hard to w find what you should focus on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, what, yeah, re yeah. what really matters. There's so many things, you know, that keep blurring your, your, your vision. So it's good to kind of get that grounded, like, um, notion from you, like, in terms of, especially with the kids, man, like, how do you uh, communicate with them in these sort of times, especially, you know? It's a whole different ball game than it was before because you can feel the tension as well. You can feel feel it kind of, man, and it's crazy. So it's really good to hear this stuff from you, bruv, man. Like, I really appreciate it. I think... Um, there's a lot of... Go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, there's a lot of good things coming up, man. There's uh, We just finished a documentary mm. about the Mexican, uh, the history of Mexican beatbox. Uh, so it's a 30 minute documentary and we've tracked back to some of the old beatboxers. So we've got this and we've just done the art what? project I told you about. So that arts project, there's going to be a video for that. So once all of these things come to fruition, I'll make sure that I share them with you. Yeah, so then you please can share do, them man. With, through your channels as well. Yeah, please And if do. anyone's watching this or listening that wants to get involved in any of the youth development stuff that we're doing, then please just reach out to me because we're always looking for people to come and help and to support, um, especially if you're in London, because a lot of the projects are, um, are based in London. So, yeah, man, like the more the merrier. Um, you know, a lot of the work that we do is paid work, but obviously there's time, opportunities for volunteers, but yeah. then there's also opportunities for young people to come and get involved and to be able to, you know, support and follow their own dreams and that. And I think it's really important. So, yeah, if anyone wants to get involved, then we're always open, the doors open, uh, come and come and have a conversation. Yeah, man, that sounds good, bruv, man. Yes. You want to plug yourself where we can find, where people can find you, Natty? Uh, well, actually, um, the, the, the main place that you can find what we're doing at the moment is music for children, the number four. So music, the number four, children.org. Okay. And that's where you can go and find out about that. And then, obviously, anyone that knows me, uh, lyricsorganics.com. So L-Y-R-I-X, then O-R-G-A-N-I-X.com. Mm. And they're the two main places where you'll, um, where you'll find the work that we're up to and then you can find out about our associated partners and other people that we work with and trying to deliver with okay. I mean, we haven't even spoke about nepal but we've got a children's home in nepal where we've got 21 girls that we clothe educate feed um and support which wow. we built seven years ago um so Jeez. you know this is one of the other things that we've got so our projects are mainly at the moment in mexico in nepal and all across the united kingdom yeah Jeez, man what Telling you, man, this guy is deep, deep in the game, man. That is crazy, bro. Mad uh, looking for forward that, to man. just coming to your house, mice, and chatting to you, bro. Yeah, man, <laughs> Jesus. You have a good old chin wag, man. Telling you. Nah, it's good to hear these things, Natty, man. And like what you, uh, obviously, from the beginning, you know, starting off, and then now what you've become, you know, in terms of the business and that, it's amazing to see, bro. Like you've really, it's yeah, it's inspiring. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's it, thanks, I, man. I appreciate that. I know there are times when you're just like, oh man, uh, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, should I really be doing this and that? But like, how things yeah. change, especially when you stick to it and you got that positive energy that you've always had. Like for as long as I've known you, every time like you're saying when we see each other, it's always smiles. 
big hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know you're a but, good guy, man. There's never any bad energy emulating off of you. So, you know, that's a blessed um, thing, man. It is a, it is a blessed so thing, man. My it. energy's definitely got me through. I mean, the one thing that I would probably close on, like, to say is um, at the start of the pandemic, I pretty much nearly lost everything again because everything closed down, including, you know, all yeah, the gigs, obviously, yeah, but yeah. all the workshops and everything as well. And then what I did is I replanned everything and I took what we delivered in a physical space. I redeveloped it and took it online. So then I was able to basically reshape and mod the, bod the model of the business. And the only reason I'm saying this is because even in times of adversity, I thought about the DEFCON collapse and the times before when I've been in difficult, turbulent situations like the earthquake. And I was able to realign myself and then basically i'm now ending the pandemic in a better position than yeah. when i actually even started wow. so you know in 18 months i've gone from literally losing everything again <laughs> to now being in a position where i'm in a better position than before the pandemic happened so you know you just have to believe in what you're doing yeah. trust the process and never give up just <laughs> use your energy and just keep going and keep going and keep going and the most important advice I can give anybody out there is don't listen to the haters. Listen to your heart. Yeah. You know what's best for you. Listen to your heart. Ignore the noise. It's white noise. It doesn't need to be heard. You know what I mean? Ignore it. Get rid of it. Channel what you believe here and whatever you want will come. It might take a long time, but it will come eventually. Snatty speaks right there, boy. You know what I mean? Live it up to the name. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up. Let's see some hand claps, some bombs, some fires. You know what I mean? Volcano emojis, splashes if some of the ladies, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Barry Owen. He said, um, people who reach out and help underage privileged kids are blessed. And that's very true, yeah. man. Music. Thank you, bro. That's music for children, the number four, musicforchildren.org for all you mother that's lovers it. out there. Yo. It's been fun, man. Bruv, it's been a good chat, man. We definitely got to do it again as well. Once the project is up and running, let us know, you know what I mean? And we'll catch up with you again, man. 100%. But... I, can't, I can't wait to see your smiley face in the field, my brother. Yes, and I can't man. wait to meet you, Dan, in person as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You too, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, bro. guys. Yeah. Thanks really for coming on, man. You. Thank you. Bless up, Big brother. Love, man. Yes, sir. And thank you to everyone that tuned in and listened, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, you got a lot of love in the in the um, chat room, bro. There's yeah. a lot of love there, man. <laughs> Definitely. That's natty right Big there, love, love guys. The original. <laughs> Bless, man. Yo. Oh, that was wicked, man. Yeah. Shout out to our brother, Natty. Musicforchildren.org, mother lovers. You know what I mean? Check him out. Doing a lot, man. You know what I mean? It's inspiring to see as well. And it kind of helps, like, like I was saying, man, I felt like a lot of us elders might be struggling a bit to kind of talk to the young'uns, you know, through these sort of, these times. And I knew he'd be someone that, you know, could kind of help, just give you a better idea of how to approach it and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hope, like, you know, the people that I wanted to hear that stuff heard it. And uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff in there anyway that you lot enjoyed. Shout out to mm. all the mother lovers in the building. Yamal, PLK, Uncle Barry O, Ken F, Reagantology, 
Nicole Kisser, Mr. Green. Yeah, you lot were going in on the chat room. Tom Arnott, big up, man. Yeah, man, he's an inspiring guy, man. And you know... Don't forget Twitch. Of course, lot. Blue Shout Rob out to Blue <laughs> Fliggy over there on the Twitch. Yeah, Bruce Rillis. <laughs> Shout out to Lateral. I hope I'm saying that right. Lateral. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you might pronounce it nothing like they want it pronounced. Shout out to Steve. He didn't like who was calling him Steph. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Trixie. What do you mean maybe, bruv? Come on, man. See you tomorrow, maybe. I'll see you there for sure, bruv. <laughs> You're damn right. Yo, shout to all the people in the building. It might be that. Is it that time? Mm, A couple yeah. more investigates. Shout out to Barry O. He hit us up. He said, follow your dreams and don't accept no, no for an answer. Hmm. Don't accept no for an answer. Very true. Very, very true. Joe, <laughs> Joe Snow says, stock up on Fredo's, start a meme page and stop rapping about your dick so much. It's not as funny as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, theme, shout out to Theme. He says, leave now. That's what he would tell his 10-year-old self. <laughs> Go back. Right. Mm. Um, Rob Presumably he's, on, he's not on about a funny situation. I laughed at it, but it's probably not a funny situation. He's yeah, I was from... thinking, it was, I was like, oh, that could be quite deep, but uh, yeah. we should move right. on from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no well, joke. Well. Yo, shout to uh, Rob Mush 2 He says, definitely to just focus on myself. Giving way too much time and effort to people who aren't bothered and stuff that ain't worth it. One love, mother lover. Oh, yeah, man. DJ Shorty, we were shouting him out. Big up to DJ Shorty. He works with a lot of youth as well. He said, <laughs> he told himself, James Corden is going to be a thing no matter how many people think he is an absolute C word. And I had to ask, who is James Corden? Because, you know, someone I might not never know nothing about. And when I found out, <laughs> I was kind of glad I didn't, to be honest. But yeah, shout out to the rest of the crew that got involved as well. We're going to be doing some more investigations, do you know what I mean? So we'll keep you lot involved, bitches and bitchettes. You lot have a good night, man. Thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate the love. Please hit up the likes, subscribe, hit the bell as well. you got to hit the bell, apparently, and then you'll get the updates about us coming on live. Also, share, do you know what I mean? If you can, share these videos, man. If you, people need to hear this shit. Yeah. Even if, you know, people that might want to get in touch with the people that we talk to, share this shit, man. Get it out there, however you can. Let the people know, my beloveds. Thank you to each and every one. Shout out to Reagantology. I'll see you tomorrow, bruv. Shout out to all my Bristol crew. I'll see you tomorrow night at Lost Horizon. You know what I mean? We're going to have a bit of fun there. Might have some special guests turn up. You never know. You know what I mean? Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one love. This is uh, Mice Diggy. Dan DNA. Mm -hmm. Some shit you might not never know nothing about. We'll see you next week. Because we're out. <laughs>